It's the 6th of October, and this is Nerd's Eye View. I'm Jordan. I'm joined by Andrew. Hi. Welcome, Andrew. The show just seemed to start so suddenly. To your house. To welcome, my own welcome recording studio. To your home. Yeah. Uh, Let's welcome the listener. Uh, welcome, listener, to uh, Andrew's home. Uh, please take a seat on either of the couches, because there are two. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a guest. Who's our guest? It's Justin. Hi. Welcome, Justin. Nice All to right. be back. I've welcomed everybody. Can I start the show now? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, tell us what the show is. <sighs> All right, this is Nerd's Eye View. Uh, we do movie reviews. <laughs> we got the box office top 10. We've got new releases on DVD, Blu-ray, and TVD. And then after, uh, after a little bit of uh, advertising, if you will, yeah, I mean, is that, what, is that what the kids call these days? It's a little. We take a short break. Is and that a come back? Is that a bump? What is it? What is it? It's what's an the advertisement? What what's the jargon for me? Okay, uh, we've got a review. Uh, our our uh, our little baseline review for The Martian. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got our guess the ending after. We do that before or after the promotions. We do promos then guess the ending. Okay. Yeah, I don't what. Mm. We do this every week. I don't. I don't know. I sleep through most of this. You know Look, what I mean? Half the time you start the show and I go, did you start the show? Yeah. I just don't even know. Well, I, that's because I come in and I just press play on the tape recorder that uh-huh. I have and yeah. then I leave. Yeah. I go home. Yeah, yeah. It just happens. We plan it so well that our script, we line up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then at the very end of, of this uh, show, we'll have our discussion of The Martian where we're going to get into the nitty gritty of scenes and dialogue and... We might even talk about the special effects, and we talk about what works and what doesn't work, mm. where that's where you go if you've seen the movie. De- definitely the discussion is where we're going to talk about a uh, book versus film. Yes. Uh, at least one person here has read the book. Justin, did you read the book? Justin yeah. So I'm shaking my head no. That'll be, I read uh, just as much as I watch TV and movies and play video games. It's insane. This is much like my ga- The Great Gatsby episode where I'm like, I have not read the book. <laughs> that's, so. that's an interesting place to come to it. Well, it's, it's like my first, I think it's one of my earlier episodes I joined in. I'm like, I haven't read that book either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys don't know. I don't really read I was books. like a Gatsby scholar. <laughs> I, I yeah, have, you're the Gatsby scholar. Oh, <laughs> I have the same problem that I have with everything where I just kind of uh, sponge it up. Mm-hmm. Like I have... I have lost sleep to books <laughs> because I'll be like, this is good. And then the sun will come up and I'll be done with the book. And it's, <laughs> it's not good. So uh, that's why I've switched to audiobooks because mm. I can now multitask and play video games and listen to a book mm-hmm. yeah. and drive. And drive. He's yeah. doing all do you do that I do, I do. While playing video games, yeah. while texting, while <laughs> taking pictures on your laptop. Of this guy. No, I'm periscoping. Yeah. Are you yes. periscoping? Yeah. Oh, and then uh, taking pictures of clouds. Look, I like clouds. I know you do. Because your, sometimes your, Instagram, your cloud Instagram is very effective. Yeah, sure. and yeah. Uh, sometimes the earth gets thirsty. All right, so uh, let's get started with the box office. Yeah. <clears throat> Count me down. I am number ten. <laughs> the perfect guy. And you work in number nine. War room. Come for a number eight. The visit. Uh, but you won't have to climb number seven. Everest. But if you do, you might feel a little number six. Black mass. <laughs> uh, while you're going through number five. Maze Runner, The Scorch Trials. Which we send, which is where we send number four. The intern. Before he becomes a number three. This is going to be bad. Cesario? Sicario. <laughs> Sicario. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and, and when uh, he does become that, he goes to number two. Alto Transylvania 2. <laughs> Before he graduates to number one. The Martian. 
That was a little bumpy, <laughs> but we did it. Uh, but I am number 10. That's, that's my new favorite. Is that your favorite? You're, yeah. you're a weird dude who won't let go of his ex-girlfriend. And uh, see, but that's, I think that's the trick in the movie is that you don't know which one is the which perfect one's... guy. Yeah. <laughs> who is the perfect guy? It's like Double Jeopardy. Do you ever I, see Double Jeopardy? Oh, uh, yeah, of course I see Double Jeopardy. Yeah, it's yeah. like Double Jeopardy. No, oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. He does the pool cue flip. Okay, fair, true, true. And then it's like, oh, shit. I just remember the perfect guy trailers. Just now we talked about this in the last episode, so I'm not even go back there. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's not no, good. that's a there's a movie, that's a movie, <laughs> that's a movie. Uh, War room holding on for dear life. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. It is around. Um, well, it's because it's. I mean, did it, did the intern move up? Am well, I crazy? Yep. Well, wasn't it lower and it bumped up? Uh huh. That's interesting. Not bad. Good, good on you. I like I that. Think, I think that's word of mouth. I think that's that's people seeing it and going, hey, no, this is really good. Because uh, I don't want to make a snap judgment about mm-hmm. the audience of that movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was mostly elderly people in yeah. the theater. And I think they went back to uh, where they live and told other people and told and their they family. And the bus. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then told their family. <laughs> And now you've just got like a bunch of people showing up. I mean, it's good because it's a good movie. I, I feel like that's a movie. I, that's quite a cool movie I would take my mom to watch. That's a safe one for her. That's a safe movie. That's yeah. That's a safer. Like I took her to watch a, uh, a Walk in the Woods, Robert Redford. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's a perfect. My mom doesn't like crazy things. That being said, I have a, I bring up my mom because uh, she actually did see The Martian this weekend. I'll oh, talk, but I'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, it was actually number two last week because it had just come out. Oh, okay. mm. So it's back two spots. But it only moved two spots. That's good. It's, it's, it's gripping. Especially mm-hmm. for that. It's not making a ton of money. But no, it's not. It's making enough. Mm. It's still over $10 million. That's mm. good. Yeah. Uh, the Martian, 55. Strong opening. Yeah. yeah. Is that is that strong? It's pretty for strong. October. Strong enough. For, for October. October. For this sure. time of year, like movies don't usually come out with big numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but, I, I mean, uh, even accounting for all the 3D IMAXs it was in, did mm-hmm. any of us see it in 3D IMAX or just 3D? I didn't see it in 3D IMAX, no. It's not regular. Jordan and I typically don't say things in 3D because of MoviePass. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> and it also just uh, worked out to, like, I wanted to go in the morning. Yeah. And because they don't want to charge less money mm-hmm. for the 3D and IMAX films... Mm-hmm. They don't have early showings. Yeah. The earliest showings are like 2 o'clock in the afternoon because they don't want to give you super matinee. Because I don't know if a lot of people know this. If you go before noon, the ticket price is like $6. Yeah. It's like nothing. Yeah. And then like noon to 5, it's the matinee price where it's like under $10. And then after 5 o'clock, it's like 12 So if you take those numbers and add, what, 3 $4 for IMAX and 3D, like, you know, they get higher and higher and higher. They mm-hmm. don't want to charge less than $10 for a 3D or an IMAX film. They just don't. But I had a, a, a weird problem where all the theaters that I wanted to see it at, they had way more 3D and IMAX showings than just regular 2D showings. Huh. So I was always stuck with the earliest I could ever see it was like 12 or 1. They had no, like, 10 o'clock. I wanted to go, like, the 10 a.m. Uh, the earliest showtime I could I find anywhere do. was 11.10. was the earliest time. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. Mar- Martian money. <laughs> no? I don't know. Well, they, I mean, this is good. Uh, based on what, Pan's coming out next week. Yeah. Steve Jobs has got a wide release after that. Like, mm-hmm. hopefully these numbers will keep going up. Like, <clears throat> like I feel uh, 
Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, like, as an industry, I always want the numbers to be high. Mm. And when they drop down, it sucks. I understand that the the market ebbs and flows, and there are times of the year where production companies don't think it's going to be viable for them to make money with their film. But uh, but I would rather have a big movie coming out every week, personally. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, get people to come out. Um, but yeah. We'll see. It's I, cooler. Like I think, people um, might not want to go to the movies. The Martian's going to get. Uh, I mean, we'll get. Uh, I'm not going to say too much, but I think it's going to get good word of mouth. Yeah, I was going to say. That. Uh, I think that if people want to see 3D, they're going to go see it in 3D. Uh, and I think that it was actually shot in 3D. Yeah, that's so. That's so if you're looking for a 3D film, this was not post conversion. That you'll actually mm. get to see some good 3D. And. Uh, I don't think there's any uh, uh, sci-fi type films coming out in the next couple of weeks, or at least big sci-fi. And we should say, uh, I mean, before we even get to the review, like, this is not, uh, like, uh, this isn't uh, Lost in Space or something, where it's, like, ridiculous, like, future sci-fi. Like, this is hard sci-fi. This is is like Gravity. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I'm going to bring that up in the review. I get, we're we're really prefacing this review. Mm-hmm. That's still a ways away. <laughs> yep. But uh yeah, it's uh this this is does is this some new kind of sci-fi or has this been around for a while? Does is any am I crazy? What's going on right now? Like in terms of like the kind of story this is? Or? Yeah, like this this kind of grounded sci-fi. Oh. I feel like most sci-fi films that I've ever seen or heard of are like, "Oh, what if there's an alien that time travels?" Mm-hmm. or "Oh, what if we discover a wormhole?" or it's never like, what if we just go to Mars, guys? Right. <laughs> <It's just like laughs> yeah, because before this, like, there was Apollo 13, but that was based on true based events. On true yeah, events. Yeah, that's right? more of a historical film. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's what this feels like, though. Yeah. And that's awesome that we can have fictional stories in a grounded universe. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, anyway, and the overall numbers are looking up. Uh, the top 10 uh, this week made 139. As opposed to last week, it was 125. Yep. That's good. So Martian had a bigger opening than, what was it, Hotel Transylvania last week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Hotel, Hotel Transylvania just moved back to two. It's, it's still made 33. Yeah. Big numbers. It's, it's, inch, it's inching it's to the kids 100. movie. Yeah. It's going to make it. It'll make it after all. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you don't want to go out into the theaters, uh, let's tell you what you can stay home and watch this week with our new releases. Uh, DVD and Blu-ray. We have Insidious, Chapter Trace. Yep. Chap Trace. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. <laughs> well, is that the one with the... Uh, yeah, that was the one with the uh, the little girl in the room, and then she was texting the boy, and then the, he's like, I'm not home, and she heard a knock. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yep. That, was, that, that looked dumb. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Magic Mike XXL. Blam. 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 I was like, I don't know what's happening, <laughs> but I'll roll with it. <laughs> um, I have not still, I still haven't seen the first one. Okay, yeah. it's a Soderbergh. Yeah, the second one is not a Soderbergh. But I hear good things about the second one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you like the first one, especially, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, then uh, on DVD and Blu-ray, we have me and Earl and the Dying Girl, which yep. we reviewed in episode two thirty-two, and that was a touchy-feely one. <laughs> it was. I remember that. Yep. And I remember not liking the main character. Yeah, me neither. But I liked you didn't like the me. situations. You didn't like me? That was you? That was his name, right? Me? <laughs> yep. Yeah, me was kind of a dick. Mm. <clears throat> no, but he had, some, he had some interesting situations. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We were conflicted on that film, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked the movie, but I didn't like him. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. The main character I didn't like. It's weird. Right. 
No, I mean, no. I, I was, I'm kind of curious about the film, but I've, I've had some weird apprehensions about it. It has this element of, it's a very Sundance movie. Well, I thought uh, you would want to see it because the dying girl is going to be the yes. lead girl in uh, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Oh, well, which is a Spielberg, the, the second lead, right? Who's playing the male? No, no, no announcement yet. Oh, okay. but the fact that they announced a casting for anyone in Ready Player One means like, oh, you're really doing it hmm. because like there's a long period where Spielberg's the type of guy who would sign up to 20 million movies and then drop. He del Toro's it. He del Toro's it yeah. exactly. Like there was. A uh, movie he was going to do called Robo Apocalypse, I believe. Oh, I remember hearing about that. That was going to be written by Drew Goddard. Oh. Who, of course, wrote Ro- The Martian. The Martian. So that... It all connects. It connects. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> is all connected. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, DVD only. Uh, a little documentary film called Bat Kid Begins. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. It was about the... Uh, what was the story there? He he it was a make a wish make a, story make a wish? Yeah. for a kid in, in uh, San Francisco. Right? Yeah, and, and the whole uh, town did the we're going to do the Batman thing. Yeah, you know? so he was Batman for a day. Well, yeah, Bat that's cool. Kid. Sure. All right, so now uh, this DVD only release here called Blunt Force Trauma uh, will launch us into a game uh, where I will give a small amount of details about this film, and both uh, Jordan and Justin will attempt to guess what this film is about the film is called blunt force trauma um justin you will get to go first Mm -hmm. you need to tell him the genre because you already told me by accident no i didn't actually yeah you did no i didn't that was a different film that was a different film yes oh that i was considering using but i didn't oh because the, the description on that one was literally just someone's opinion this one's description is insane okay okay uh i i'm trying to find amazon you are not set up well Okay, I'm going to look it up on IMDb. All right. So talk, I, talk amongst yourselves. All I have is just the title. I'm going to try and give you more right okay. now. I'm, I should have looked this up on IMDb before I thought the other app would give me all the information. It did not. Blunt force. Uh, blunt force, force trauma. trauma. It's not that Will Smith movie. It's uh, coming out. I, think <laughs> I think I No, I'm I kidding. finally it's, saw the trailer it's for not that. For con- it's not a concussion. I know. There it is. Um, okay, I think... Okay, mm-hmm. either... Uh, um, I think I'm going to give you, uh, uh, well, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, there's three leads. Uh-huh. I can give you those. Okay. Or, hmm. I mean, yeah, or the year that it came out. Give me the leads. Okay. You made a good choice. <laughs> the leads are mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke. Okay. Frida Pinto. Wow. Ryan Quanton. Okay. The film is called Blunt Force Trauma. Okay. I believe in you. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. I actually know about this movie. You know, oh, <laughs> this is the second time this has happened. Bullshit. No, the, you can't win by knowing the movie. Okay, I know. Justin, say nothing. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw it to Jordan. I can't. I get all the info. Here's the thing. I was like, I was sitting there going, I could literally, I, I could literally t- tell you, and you'd be like, how did you know? And I'm like, no, I can't do this. <sighs> I actually, I've seen the trailer. This, this happened with um, Ty for, what was that film called? Big Bear? It was something with a bear. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? It had some dumb forest name. Anyway. Uh, All right. So, no, no, I will not say Mi- anything from this point on. Okay, but- Jordan. Mickey Rourke, Frida Pinto, Ryan Quanton. It came out this year, 2015, and it's an action film. Give it a go. I don't get I don't get actor names or whatever? I gave you them right now. Say it again. Mickey Rourke, Frida Pinto, Ryan Quanton. Blood Force Trauma? Yeah. 
It's about a bunch of people who escape a mental institution by beating the shit out of all the people who work there and, and get out into the universe. I mean, that's a good guess. Uh, the IMDb description is not half as fun as the Amazon description. I can imagine. I need to, I need to give you the Amazon description because that's <laughs> the real fun one. That's what made me want to do this film. Here we go. Okay, blunt force trauma. Two duelists wearing Kevlar vests stand in opposing circles, face each other, draw, and shoot. The one left standing in the circle wins. John, a talented young shooter, seeks the ultimate duel with the champion Zoringer, while Colt seeks revenge for the death of her brother. So John is Ryan Quantin, Zoringer is Mickey Rourke, and Colt is Frida Pinto. Sounds dumb. (laughs) The trailer is... Equally dumb. That looks super dumb. <laughs> yeah, when I saw, I'd rather I'd rather watch Bunraku. That's actually a f- good film. <laughs> I actually really like Bunraku. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I could not believe uh, that film exists. That's like um, I'd rather watch my film. The, sometimes it, it, I love when this happens. Now, mm-hmm. when I'm sitting in a theater and a trailer comes on, and I can't even believe this movie exists. That the trailer that I'm watching. Yeah, that happened when I saw the trailer for Free Held. Have you seen that trailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw the trailer, I went, I don't even know uh, what, what is happening right now. This is <laughs> something amazing. <laughs> and then it also happened uh, when, when I went to go see The Martian, I saw the trailer for The Big Short. Yes. A film that I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. And, and when I saw, when faces kept popping up, I went, N- Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. <laughs> and they're all, they're all wearing wigs or different hair colors than you're used to seeing them in. So it's super bizarre. Yeah. yeah. It's the strangest thing that you'll ever see. And then the director, you know, Adam McKay. That that was the big surprise. And it's based on the true story of a housing crisis. (laughs) And it's a comedy, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Drama, more drama than comedy. It's it looks like you know, like the Lamb of Wall Street. That's yeah. (laughs) This is like (laughs) the other side. Anyway, Mm. uh, go see any film that you want because movies are amazing. That's the kind of thing that happens when I see a trailer that's insane. I'm like, I movies are great. Yeah. I can't believe movies exist and I get to watch them. That's how I felt. Again, the Perfect Guy trailer, one of the weirdest trailers <laughs> I've seen. I was like, this is an amazing trailer to a movie I didn't know existed until oh. right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the, uh, I couldn't find nothing good on the Blu-rays. So let's move on to TVD. Uh, this is kicks off another game that we kind of play. Yep. Where Justin and I, we will attempt to guess whether or not Jordan watches any of these shows and how much if any he has watched uh we're just taking a blind guess stab at it unless uh-huh. unless we remember him as talking about it so first up on tvd we have american horror story freak show i'm gonna say zero i'm gonna say you and you haven't even watched any of the other whatever they're called seasons okay you say zero i say zero i'm gonna give you at least one of this season or of the show at all of this season okay I haven't watched this season at all. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I only watched one episode of the se- series uh, at all. Yeah. Should have been wider. Should have yeah. been wider in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. That's why I asked. I wanted you to That's be specific. Was... Yeah, you Damn have to be it. very specific. Uh, on TV, <laughs> next on TVD, we have The Leftovers, the complete first season. I'm going to say yes, you've watched all of it. Uh-huh. 100%. I'm going to say yes. Not a single episode. Yeah. He's a Showtime guy, and that's an HBO show. I well, no, I watch a lot of HBO shows. Yeah. I'm just not really interested in the whole... I know hey, he's did a stars the... man. He's a stars. <laughs> yeah, I love stars. Uh, I'm also just not interested in the whole, like, hey, did the rapture happen? I don't know. Did it? Like, all of those shows... All of those, there's, like, a bunch of them. There's, like, four different uh, networks that are making shows about that very thing, and it's just annoying to me. I don't, I don't find it interesting. All right. Last up on TVD, Penny Dreadful Season 2. That's 100%. 
Yes. And season one. You, you're, a, you're a follower. You're a committed. Oh, I love this show. <laughs> I love this show. You and Tom need to have your Penny this Dreadful so good. spinoff. So good. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's it for the new releases. Um, if you want to pick any of those up, go to your local video store. Uh, there's exist. there's one on uh, Cerritos and Not across the street from really Caddy Corner from uh, Paul's Place. Hmm. The opposite corner. By by the uh, car wash place, wow. the self car wash. Serena's a nut. Yeah, it's like because that's my route. To, I, I think I drive by that as, on my way to work. Yep, you got to be coming down Cerritos towards Knot from Valley View in order mm-hmm. to see it because it's like back behind. What's it called? Because I know that I know what you said because like it's very close. I'm sorry, like I'm sorry, everyone who doesn't live in our area. I am now legitimately I'll look curious. It up. All right. Or Amazon, you can buy these on yeah, Amazon. Yeah, or just go to Target. That's where my dad goes. That's where I go. That's <laughs> where I buy my shoes. I just and buy my everything dividends. on Amazon. All right, so we will be uh, right back after this with our review of The Martian. What separates flagons and dragons from other live play D and D podcasts? We've got high octane role play. Um, yes, this is Frank. I was I was heard that I I was needed to be talked to. Insightful beer reviews. No, I'm going to go with a plus three to charisma for a heavy mouthfeel and a long finish. (laughs) (laughs) And even culinary tips. You want that marrow. I want that goblin on goblin taste. (laughs) Check out Flagons and Dragons in iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. I guarantee you that at some point, everything's going to go south on you. Ready? You're going to say, this is it. This is how I end. Commander, Mark is dead. We have to go now. Now you can either accept that or you can get to work. This will come as quite a shock to my crewmates and to NASA. But I'm alive. Surprise. (laughs) Here's the problem. It's going to be four years for another mission to reach me. And I'm in a hat designed to last 31 days. So I gotta make water and grow food on a planet where nothing grows. He's 50 million miles from home. What the hell is he thinking right now? I am the greatest botanist on this planet. There must be some kind of way out of here. I know how to save Mark Watney. We need the Hermes crew. I'm not risking their lives. It's bigger than one person. No, it's not. NASA rejected the mission. So if we do this? We're talking mutiny. If anything goes wrong, we die. No matter what happens, tell the world, tell my family that I will never stop fighting to make it home. October 2nd. The Martian. Directed by Ridley Scott. Written by, we already said this, Drew Goddard. Uh, starring Matt Damon. <laughs> really? And, uh, who else? Kristen Wiig. She's in there. Jeff Daniels. Jessica Sastain. Mm-hmm. Jessica Chastain. Kate Mara. Michael Pena. Uh, Sebastian, Sebastian Stan. Stan. <laughs> 
I love Sebastian. He's good. So Sean Bean. Sean he didn't Bean. die in this movie. Sean I'm stoked. Bean, the Russian uh, guy. I take a drink whenever Sean Bean doesn't die. <laughs> so you're never drunk. So you're not drunk then. Uh, Donald Glover. No. Yep. Jeff Daniels. Did we say Jeff Daniels? I think the I dude. Because I love. No, that's not the that's dude. Wrong. Nope. Oh, Sorry, wrong that's wrong. Uh, that's that's dumb and dumber. Bye. That's Dumb and Dumber, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's, I always get those. It's, news, it's Newsroom. He's Harry, right? Yeah. In Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's Harry. Uh, yes, the like Newsroom. Kenzie Davis, I think, is on there. That's Miss, yep. Mrs. Robot. Is that? Yep. <laughs> that's what she's called <laughs> on the show, right? There's Mr. and Mrs. Robot. Am I right, Jordan? I mean, she's not <laughs> Mrs. Robot. Come on. She's on the show, right? She's on Mr. Robot? No. What is she on? Is she on Halt? In Halt Catch and Fire? Catch Fire. Oh. Yes, she is. I knew she was on a techie show. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched this season at all. I didn't realize it was old tech. I and it was... this second season of Halt and Catch Fire is actually about video games. Oh! Because she, she leaves the computer production company and starts her own video game company. Damn. Does she start Atari? Is that her? No. She starts making uh, like homebrew games for the Nintendo. Because she gets a Famicom early mm. before it comes out in the States. That's fancy. <laughs> Although they messed this up. This is like a crazy and nerd she, plot. She what takes, is going on here? She takes the controller out of the box uh-huh. because they're like, oh, it must have been a shipping error. And she's like, oh, don't worry. We'll take care of this. And it's a Nintendo controller, not a Famicom <laughs> controller. So it's not red and yeah. yellow or whatever. So it's wrong <laughs> because it's before the Nintendo was created. So like that bothers me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about the Martian. <laughs> the Martian. Martian. The Martian. The Martian. 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 Um. Okay, I don't know where to even start. This is a good movie. This. <laughs> there Mar- you go. Mars I started it. and stuff. I started it. Okay. We start with Mark Walkney being pretty much fucked. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of um, interesting how this film, uh, at least to me a little bit, how this film began. You kind of get uh, an idea of the camaraderie that goes on yeah. uh, amongst the crew. Which is not in the book at all. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The, the book starts, uh, I just wanted to bring this up, just to show like to anyone who's going to see this movie, like, mm-hmm. Very different from the book uh, mm-hmm. on a bunch of key points, mm-hmm. but it's not required reading. Mm-hmm. Like, they do a fantastic job in this film of telling a story and making the characters likable. But, like, one of the first things that I noticed when I sat down to watch this film is it starts with him digging himself out of the sand. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't get any of that back and forth. That's a little in bit. The beginning. I guess that's an interesting way to start a book. Right. I guess that makes sense. Yep. So, yeah. to be clear, Jordan's the one who read the book. <laughs> yeah, Jordan's Mr. Book. Yep. I, I have not read the book. Them. And oh. I'll do more of this whole movie book comparison thing when oh. we get into the discussion later. But I just right. wanted to bring it up. Like, it's interesting that this movie starts off like showing the relationship between these characters. It's and, good. And just like on a real basic level, like, do the characters all line up, or does the movie invent? No, like, everyone's you know, everyone's everyone's there. Yeah, that's cool. every, every single one. Yep. And they don't do any gender swaps. I don't think like so. Like Jessica Chastain is. No, she's yeah. And uh, even like Kristen Wiig's character. Yeah. And um, everybody lines up. Interesting. That's cool. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Actually, I did read an interview with Goddard recently about the opening of the film, and then he did write an initial when he wrote the like early early drafts. It started off with like the crew waking up for breakfast and et cetera, and it, which Ridley Scott went, "I'm not doing that scene again." Huh? <laughs> yeah, I've already directed that scene. Right. Could you figure out another way to introduce them? Because I have officially done that scene yeah. already. That's interesting. So that's why it starts off with the camaraderie in the beginning, the beginning of the film. Everyone kind of just hmm. basically already in the middle of their jobs. Which yeah. is why I liked. I liked how very matter of fact it's good it was. shorthand. Yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. It's very good. Like here's we, you know, we here's learn a lot from very little. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And it's not even like you know we see their launch. They're just there. They're on Mars. 
they're doing their mission and mm. then then you know like the 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 15 minutes go by that require are required in a film and that's when <laughs> shit goes wrong that's yeah. when everything happens and that's when uh, our journey with uh, Mark Watney begins right yeah uh i don't know i um i heard a lot of good things about this film mm-hmm. and but i'm not a big spaceman yeah i remember you, uh, we had a talk Let's do a little bit of inside baseball right now. We had a talk. <laughs> I thought we talked on here about this. I'm uh, not, did we? I'm not a big sure, spaceman. I'm pretty sure it was after, yeah. after the uh, credits rolled, if you will. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I was like, no, it's going to be good. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, Andrew. I don't know. I just get tired of like, you know, oh, space, it'll kill you. It's like, yeah, so that's why I'm never going to space. <laughs> yeah. I will stay here. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this whole movie was like kind of a, like, I, I wasn't as stressed out as I thought I would be. But just like the whole thing with like, space is like and it comes up in this movie over and over it's like yeah if you want to go like we need to send all these supplies yeah. we need to have this much rocket fuel it's going to take us like three it's, years it's to build this thing it's a huge logistical thing it's insane and yeah. it's, i'm like why would anyone go like i don't know i'm a i know i'm a crazy person i know because human i don't want to go because one of the things about human nature go. is that we're built with the need to explore yeah not all of us obviously Look, <laughs> I, I think there's plenty of earth left to explore Mm. Yeah, but then you get to the places that we haven't <laughs> we explored yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then we get to the point where it's like, well, the places that we haven't explored yet are just as inhospitable as space, like the yeah. bottom of the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> that will k- kill you <laughs> sure. unless unless you. Yeah, I'm, not, uh, I'm not hot on the ocean either. That's like <laughs> unless you abyss style, put yourself into a, a womb type space uh, ocean suit. Yeah that 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 was a that was a crazy movie. Yeah, I like um, that movie. So you're. Let's just establish that you're not an explorer. No, I mean, I guess That's not. Fine. That's okay. I, I like exploring in the sense of like uh, ancient cultures mm-hmm. or even like current cultures. Yeah. Like that's a cool exploration aspect to me. Yep. Uh, like that's, I love like any kind of um, like, uh, uh, I don't know if it's a genre. Like it's a weird, it's like a sub Indiana Jones genre where it's like, we're going to explore a jungle. Like that's, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in. Like, yeah, let's go explore a jungle. Uh, but yeah, space space never. Appears. There's also the other thing of like we're running out of room on Earth, so maybe well, especially whose with most, fault is that? Especially a uh, <laughs> bunch of uh, none of ours, literally none <laughs> of ours, literally none of ours, yeah. because uh, right now my contribution to the world is no more children. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, but for real, like if we, especially with the stuff in the news about like running water, them finding running water on Mars. Yeah, yeah. like. If we can make Mars hospitable, mm-hmm. like that is another place for people to live. That's important. Side note: Did you feel that after that announcement about the running water on Mars, the week the movie came out, that someone at Fox went "fuck"? <laughs> I think they were excited. No, I think they loved. No, it. No, I mean, but part is like that's a huge part of the plot. That's of a the f- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe just the part where he's at is there's not a water. Mm. Yeah, yeah that's not no, a no. water. Yeah. Just yeah. one water. I just I found it funny because I yeah. knew that had to be a big. That's a big part of the movie. When I even seen the movie, I knew that like him worrying about water is a big part of the movie. Mm. And yeah. then there's this announcement like, oh, we found water. And I'm like, yeah. To be fair, no one knew. But no mo- one knew when when Andy didn't. Andy Weir didn't knew when he wrote the book. Oh yeah, yeah. when know? he was doing all the research for this. Uh, yeah. there was no information of that. Like we've all known that there's water in the poles. Yeah, all that frozen. Mm-hmm. But getting it to a liquid form, that's the problem, right? Yeah. Um, but, but like, it, the movie does a good job of showing distance. Yeah. Like, in order for him to get to places, it takes days and months of travel. Yeah. Like, even if there was, like, there is water on Mars, but how far apart is that water? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the, this movie could exist 
with the fact that there is water on Mars and still be the same story. Oh yeah, for sure. They would just they'd have to ADR a line. I can't get to the water. <laughs> yeah. The, this no no no. Uh, Aries seven. That's when they're gonna go yeah. test the water for yep. bacteria. Uh-huh. We're not even close to any water sources. That's the other thing too, right? It's not like he's like he can't put a Brit, he can't put that water in a Brita filter and be like, I am good to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's not like I'll just scoop it in a cup, take yeah. it back inside. <laughs> yeah, everything's great. Yep. Uh, Let me just duck my head out real quick and get some water. Yeah, I, but I think um, part of what makes uh, this this film really interesting is the the whole aspect of like survival. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely like I like other survival movies, so mm-hmm. I think that's where this film got me. Yeah, yeah. not not so much the like space is scary and oh my god, what's going to happen out there? It's like I loved um, what was it the wild. Yeah, was that the one with uh, Reese Witherspoon? That's the one with Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, that I was like, oh wow, or it's just called Wild, mm-hmm. not the Wild. Yeah, that's yeah, just wild. wild. You're right. You're right. Um, wild. And that, like, even though she meets people and like there's some interaction, it's it's very much about her journey and how she's surviving out there and figuring out what to do with what she has. Right, right. And that's a very interesting aspect of of um, Mark Watney's uh, journey through, you know. Uh, digging, mm. digging out everything he can yeah. Yeah. to to make everything to, so that he'll have enough food, enough water, enough everything. Yeah, yep. yeah. No, I love this stuff too. It's it's always engaging, especially it's like it's always a question of all right. Well, I know I'm screwed mm. if I'm in that situation, but I also can tell that the lead character is better mm. is going to be better at than me. Well, so how it, would this character take care? So of So convenient. He's the botanist. No, yeah, that's a great bit. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mm. What, why he no, books I can't talk about. Oh, okay. uh, no, someone said that this movie is a combination of Apollo 13 and Castaway. Mm-hmm. And it's almost literally that. Like, yeah. we have the Apollo 13 stuff uh, with uh, I think the I crew that, on the space. <laughs> huh? I think I might have said that, actually. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> on Twitter? Yeah. Yes, you're then you right. You're quoting Justin. <laughs> quoting Justin. I think I said on Twitter. I follow too many people on Twitter. And I, just, I just scroll. Either way, it's, that is exactly what this movie is. It yeah. is um, when it's on Mars, it's ca- it's Castaway. Mm-hmm. When it's back at NASA, it's Paul Thirteen. And I love love Paul Thirteen. What, yeah. What I also think is interesting about the stuff that happens back at NASA is um, kind of political in a yeah. sense. It's, it's not political in the sense that like oh the, you know like the politics that we understand. It's the politics of. You know, how do you make the announcement like, oh, remember that guy we said was dead? He's not. Yeah. And how do you, you know, how do you make, how do you deal with the aftermath of like, if something goes wrong and you have to go in front of a live audience or whatever and say, yeah, we fucked up. No, (laughs) it's very telling that one of the main people that is in the room with everybody all the time is the PR person. Yeah. And Kristen Wiig has like a bigger role in the book. Mm -hmm. Like she is a more interesting character. They they do a good job with her here. But like... She's a big deal, and she's the PR lady. Like mm-hmm. she knows, she's not a scientist. Yeah, and it, but it makes sense, though, right? It's like part yes. of the deal is like if you have to, if you have such a lot of money, public money that's put into things like th- things like this, um, it makes sense to have someone like that go. How do we approach this correctly? How do we say things correctly to, without riling people up? Because mm-hmm. a group of people could just overthink things or you know jump to conclusions. So that's one of the things I did like about that for sure. And, um. I'm trying to think of the other stuff about it, but that's like no, that's definitely like a big part of it, and it feels that's definitely the part that feels the most realistic as well. Yes, exactly, because uh, like one of the biggest things about like the way NASA works right now is because it's so like underfunded. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot happening, mm-hmm. but if it was at this point, like this is this is happening at some indeterminate time in the future. Well, yeah, this is yeah. that's a question that I have. What what year is? I it's mean, not I'm sure in the book it says nope. Okay. It's not important. I mean, I guess it isn't important in that same sense, but mm-hmm. also 
it's it's funny to me because this film is like the opposite of Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like literally the opposite of Interstellar. Yeah. Where this this film is about how space travel got so awesome and everyone loved it so much that they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's keep giving keep giving money. Yeah, we're going yep. to Mars. Yeah, let's keep no, going. This, this is a universe where this is a parallel universe where instead of NASA NASA getting defunded, mm-hmm. it got funded more. Yeah. yeah. Like it, more, I mean, more and more and more. It kind of in a weird way, like we were talking about the water on like it's as if we f- we found water on Mars and now this will lead to this film happening. Right. Like, this is, we kicked this off is, with this is one of reality. our possible futures. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we got so excited about water on Mars that we were like, let's send people. <laughs> They're going right now. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's interesting, right? Like the it's it's an indeterminate time in the future but not in such a way where it's like yeah also we're teleporting like right. it's, it's and like, like what i enjoy is all the technologies that we're seeing is like based off of stuff that is prototypes right yeah now. and it's not even like a, a marvel universe like iron man shit where it's like right. oh i have a clear th- phone now it's it's like oh it's just like just better rockets yeah, yeah better rockets <laughs> better space suits mm-hmm. better like water reclamation yeah. better oxygen better land control thingies. Yeah. yeah it's just it's just better newer versions yeah. that's it i found that i mean i think we'll go in more into discussion but i found that it's like crazy fascinating when they actually uh use an old piece of technology right yeah um and he he has all this new technology and it's like look at the limits look at how far they've come yeah like that's kind of interesting um pretty much a great use of matt damon yes like sure i don't know <laughs> uh, i what? I, <laughs> I don't know he's good yeah okay. he's good he's good is, he, is this something you have to wait till what to the second half of the no i no, mean he just, I just doesn't like matt damon you don't like Matt Damon? I don't know if I'm... I don't know. I guess I used to like him. Something happened, I feel like. Is well, it a something recent happened? Thing? What happened? He's just being an That's idiot in the public oh, eye. No, but I feel like and he then... did a movie that I was like, ah, why'd you... Oh, I mean, there was... What was it? The Military Men? What was that one called? The... Uh, the... Monuments? The Monument Men. Monuments Men. But yeah. that was that was sent out to die. Yeah. With and, a bunch of good actors. Yeah, because all the people I, in it, I was like, oh. I watched that. I it was pretty sad. good. Mm. I felt sad. Like, that though. was an interesting story because that's based on real stuff. Yeah. Um, and then he also did Elysium, which was just. Oh, God. Good. Yeah. Oh, so that's what it was. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's got his. Yeah, every actor's got their really. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why, show, for me, this, that's why I'm saying, like, this is a good use of him. Look, he without bad movies in their past throw the first rock. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and this is a, to me, this is like everything I liked. When when I like about Matt Damon, it's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the author when he wrote the book and it blew up, mm-hmm. he and people 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 were talking about actors. He's like, I would love Matt Damon, <laughs> to be Mark Watney. Like, I think he's perfect Jeez. for the type of humor that I wrote. Yeah. Okay. So, no, he's he's good. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I'm not in love with him. I don't know. Obviously, yeah, clearly. Jeez, oh. man. All right, fine. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, agree to disagree. could Jessica Chastain be on words? Hmm? Why couldn't she be the star? Jessica Chastain. Not what the <laughs> I book know. Was. I know. She's very good in this, though. She is. Everyone's really. Okay, everyone's really. Good. Everyone's she's really the commander, good. captain of the space. I know. Mission, like yeah. she has the most important role, technically. Mm-hmm. Sure. She's just not the main character. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'll save it for discussion. But there are certain characters where, by, by the end, I was like really into them. Mm-hmm. And I'll I can't. I can't say right now. Okay. Right. I can say later. All right. We'll talk about it in discussion. Uh, let's talk about the comedy aspects. Funny, since I think we were getting into that with Matt Damon. Yeah. Yep. Uh, where he kind of handles both 
the the serious like I've got to survive, and then also like sometimes they 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 kind of make a narrative aspect out of it where he's talking to the cameras either as a journaling aspect or as a way of coping with being alone. Yeah, he's chronicling everything in case he dies. I mean, sometimes sometimes it is literally a journal entry, but other times it is he's just talking to the security camera mm-hmm. yeah. where he's not being recorded. But I mean, it's recorded in a sense of maybe it's being recorded. Yeah, right? it all is. Yeah, I'm, I definitely think it's definitely a coping after after probably twenty days it became a coping. Wilson yeah. Wilson is the cameras. Yeah, yeah. he w- develops a Wilson, but it's the camera system. And, it, and it's yeah. but it's convenient in a movie sense, but also it's it's kind of it, it works. Oh, I yeah. feel like it works most of the time. And it's also important to the story because that's how the book is. Okay, like the book is all of his anything. Anytime you're with mm. Mart Watney. It's never in the present tense. Mm-hmm. He's telling you what happened in front of a camera or on an audio recording. All right. Um, but if you want to talk about discussion, discussing the, the humor, well, that's probably one of the biggest, the best element of the film. Mm-hmm. Is I feel that's the, I'm a big proponent of like adding humor in right, in properly with, with your stories means that it allows people to kind of get into the story very clearly and mm-hmm. they, it's a thing to hook them in. Right. So while all the science talk is happening and political talks and even dramatic parts, mm-hmm. like really intense stuff, when you balance it out with correct humor, right? It it's a, it helps alleviate tension, but also it, it it grabs people in to uh, to give them into this, to give them humanizes even to a certain yeah, degree. it makes them empathetic. Exactly, yeah, yeah. and that's that, that's one of the things I love about the open again, you know, you know, with the opening and even just other rest of the scenes. But like, there's a the way Martinez and Watney's relationship uh, is just two dudes. All there's just two dudes ragging at each other. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it is that it's used as, a, you know, it's it's both very funny, but also it's used as a way that, like, that we get their relationship. So, again, not to go too much in discussion, mm-hmm. but uh, there's there's a use of it that's I felt was, like, of course they would use Martinez in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I thought was really good. So, and, uh, but everybody's particularly really fun. The movie's really fucking uh, funny. Even, I was going to put that in. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, yeah. Kr- Chris, Kristen Wiig. Uh, mm-hmm. Her character, I can't remember if it's if it's the first time we see her or, this, or like, in that first scene, she has such a funny line that is, but it's so true. Like whatever, she, I can't remember the exact line, but it was that moment where she's like, "How how am I supposed to go out in front of you know America and tell them you know that the the, the astronaut's not dead?" Like, yeah. yeah. And, but the way that she delivered it was so like, wow, that's it was really, perfect. It yeah. was it was like the perfect amount of sarcasm mm-hmm. where it's like we think it's funny, but yeah, this is terrible. Like yeah. this is an this is a horrible, horrible situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so she she carries that like throughout the film, and I even think like in the casting of Donald Glover. Yeah. Um, which his character is more um it's a little bit more stereotypical like, yeah oh kooky He's, scientist oh I, I like to say it uh that it's donald playing the role of abed <laughs> sure yeah i don't know to a certain degree to a certain degree yeah abed about science abed about science He's well, the see, abed of science. Look, yeah. i've yeah. seen like maybe five episodes of the community mm-hmm. but i attribute uh I kind of subscribe to the theory that Abed is uh, Donald Glover's uh, imaginary friend, <laughs> and that that once he graduates from the Community series uh, and becomes an engineer and mm-hmm. starts working at NASA, he kind of absorbs Abed's personality into his own, and we get the character in this film. And he has to change his name. He has yeah, to change of name. course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, obviously. But even even though he's very broad and he's very like zany mm. to a certain degree, like he, he's still a good, enjoyable character. That's th- definitely. Works I think the, the casting film. was perfect. Absolutely. Because uh, like, yeah. it handled any other way, it would have actually been demeaning the way this character was handled. But well, because he gives it, he he does a good job with the with, role. Without yeah. saying too much, there's also a moment I feel like with that character where you you feel almost sad. Yeah, like you can see, like as much as he's into the science, it's like people he's not so good with, like yeah, and no. in a li- very literal sense where he's he kind of steps away, and I'm yep. like, oh wow, okay, because yeah. he knows it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, personal personal favorite casting is the head of the JPL. Uh, I think he's the actor's name Benedict Chang. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, he's Wong. great. Benedict Wong. Is it Wong? Oh boy. I feel like it's Wong. I, I, he's he's what I like about him. One, he's he's very naturalistic. He's he's, he's really I good. I love him as an actor. Yeah. Every single time I've seen him in a movie, he's really good. But, but the thing that really gets me when I first saw him, I went, "You look like a scientist." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You. I had you as a teacher. <laughs> I I've seen uh, I've I've seen you. Uh, I have a friend of mine who works in the lab, and I I've seen that guy. <laughs> I'm like, you, sir, are a scientist. to the point I went. Is he actually an actor, or did they just get the scientist from the JPL? And I then actually I, then, had that thought myself. I didn't look it up, and then I was like, "Oh no, wait, right?" Because I I remember he was in Prometheus. Oh, what, okay. what was his name? Uh, Benedict. I feel like it's Benedict Wong, but he's he's phenomenal in in the film, and definitely like, yeah, you 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 sir are a scientist. He's Bruce Ning. Yeah, that's the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bruce. Bruce. Yep. Bruce. Um. But yeah, I I I feel like even the the comedy in those moments where he he and De- Jeff Daniels are talking over Skype or whatever, and yeah. uh, and uh, Jeff Daniels is like, "Can you make it in three months?" And he's like, "Oh my god, what are you doing <laughs> and to you, me?" And you see you see his crew in the back like writing no on a big yeah. pad, like no, and he's like, "Oh, we could do it." Yeah, <laughs> like you just realize how horrible their lives are going to be, but mm-hmm. they got to do it, you yeah. know. That's crazy. That's good. That, the, yeah. the movie does a lot. Good. Those things were good. I love oh. that. Like uh, Scott does a great job with like showing, not telling. Yeah. Like there's very little telling in this film, unless it's Watney delivering his monologues. Yeah. And that's just because that's you know he's a funny character and you know he's got a interesting perspective like in a situation, and like we learn a lot without the film telling us things and i think that's awesome no totally now, I, I also want to bring up the fact that like i, I want I'm, I'm just glad to like a ridley scott movie like yeah because it's been a while it's been a while since like, i've enjoyed a ridley scott film like thoroughly like saying it's a, a movie that i legitimately liked yeah. like, but, and was like, there something between this and prometheus no uh exodus oh god ah see, yeah see yeah see, ah. see what was right before prometheus do you remember um ooh. i know he did american gangster oh and okay. that was all right. That was not too bad. Sure. Like, it looked, it's fine. Are we talking about uh, Robin Hood? Didn't he oh. do Robin Hood? Like, now, he's, he's had a bad track record. I, I, no, I'm not, because I'm not a really, I'm not a really Scott expert, but mm-hmm. I was going to ask if you, either you guys can recall, like, his use of comedy in his other films. And that's I actually, feel like yeah. he doesn't. Um, the closest, Thumb on Louise. Hold on. He did oh. American Gangster, Body of Lies, Robin Hood, Prometheus. Uh, he did a TV movie, The Vatican. The Counselor. Oh, uh, The Counselor. Exodus. I didn't see Counselor. And then The Martian. Like, oh, he, he's so bad. He had a series. Oh, Body Lies. That was Body Lies is with DiCaprio, right? Yeah. yeah. I did not watch that. And Russell Crowe. Yeah. I don't think anybody did. Yeah. Oh, and then really Scott did the, There was a period where him and Russell Crowe were like buddy buddies. Yep. Up until Robin Hood. I think Robin Hood was the movie that, that broke that relationship. <laughs> For the yeah. better, in my opinion. I think that was probably... <laughs> um, huh. But no, it's... You're right, though. I, I think the closest I can think of would Ridley Scott, and that's 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 another impressive thing is that this script is dense with humor. Mm. Ridley's not necessarily known for comedic timing, but no. he he does very well with it. The closest I can think of is Delmo and Louise, or even like American Gangster has moments of like half comedy. Yeah, but not to this not level. to this level. Yeah. No, not even close. That's, that's because it's Russell Crowe and uh, Denzel Washington delivering lines. Yeah. yeah, and they've got good comedic timing, but they're not comedic actors, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I would say Thelma and Louise is the closest thing I can think of where it's like there's a, a good amount of comedic humor in the drama and stuff like that so um, and that was like in the early 90s so it's been a while <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's very committed to st- still doing uh, Alien 5, Prometheus 2. I... I <laughs> It's like it. you're. You, I don't I, get did it. I get those numbers right? It's, it's, it's like sure. you're correct. That's true. And, and that's <laughs> Whatever. A, that was that's, a miracle. That's the thing where I'm just kind of going like, oh, you gained you gained my 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 respect, respect again. Yeah. And then you go, and I'm going to do another Prometheus slash Alien movie. Stop. That's why a lot of people have been like like I've been like, yeah, The Martian looks good. And they're like, but it's really Scott. Like, <laughs> Tom 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 brought that up when he was on last yeah. time, and I'm like, yeah, but the books are all good. Like. <laughs> I attribute it's a, hard to back up any speech of like no it looks good because well, that's he's a, got this track record now and and even with uh, I mean Drew Goddard am, am I remember he's only done Cabin in the Woods or did he do well, some here's the thing I'm actually a big Drew Goddard fan because uh-huh. I'm, I'm a I'm a Whedonite I'm oh, a Buffy sure. fan mm-hmm. so he did a lot of really great work on 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 Buffy and Angel nice and um, that show was funny that show was funny and that's the, the thing show was funny uh, it was really funny <laughs> funny but he. I attribute a lot of factors. Like Ridley Scott's a very good visual storyteller, clearly, yes. but he needs a solid script to work off of. And Goddard's a very good writer. So when you know the fact that, that I heard Drew Goddard wrote it, I went, "Well, that's a good sign." And and uh, yeah, I'll talk about this discussion. Yeah. But like having a guy, uh, having a guy like Goddard write a solid script, and also coming off from what I've heard from multiple people, a solid book. You have a two. You have a very strong basis for a story. That Ridley only has to do was focus on performances and, and and the visual storytelling, and not worried about crafting the story like he did with Prometheus. Right, which is you know yeah a whole other can of yeah of issues. Uh, so <laughs> I think we all want to get to the discussion. Uh, let's wrap up this review. Go yeah. watch it. Go watch it in 3D. I didn't see it in 3D. I don't think any of us did. Mm-mm. No, it was actually shot in 3D. Uh, so if you like that sort of thing, go watch it. Otherwise, just see it in the theater. Like. This it's is, it's amazing, especially yeah. it's one of those films that really I've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. I don't like seeing most genres in the theater. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a waste of space. It's a waste of money. Um, a lot of films you can get what you need to on any size screen, which is the reason why I think so many people torrent films these days because huh. they feel like that it's not necessary to have that giant screen and that all around sound. Mm-hmm. But like this is incredible on that big screen. Yeah, this is make sure it's a good theater with a good screen quality, good sound quality because it's. It's great. Um, I definitely say it's one of the it's the smartest, most like it's one of the smart big blockbuster movies you're going to see in a while. Yep. And like we need more. <laughs> I would love to see more movies like this where it's like it's treating the audience with respect. It's treating the the the, the, the storytelling with respect. It's treating the science. Yeah, it's not holding your hand. It's not holding your hand. <clears throat> and like audiences clearly dug it. And the word of mouth I saw both on social media and and just simply talking to people after stuff. My okay, my mom does not like violence. She does not like scary movies. She came back to watching it with my sister and immediately she was like, I loved it. Uh, so yeah. if my 60-year-old Filipino mother would enjoy The Martian, I'm yeah. sure everyone else could. Yeah. Uh, also, I'll tell you what, uh, I went to the the Pike Yeah. That's mm. and that's the... Um, they the, got the leather seats You got to reserve now, right? your seat yeah. or whatever. Mm. And it was, <laughs> I went to, what was it, three o'clock? It was like a three o'clock showing. The theater was packed. <laughs> I went to the screen to tap my seat and I was like, oh, Oh no! <laughs> and Ooh, I, did I, I did like, I miss? Do I want to be here or over there? Yeah. So in, I, in your mind, you're like, all right, how far am I away from the screen? Well, I pick the row that I usually sit in, but I like I never sit next to anyone, and I was sitting next to someone, and it was like kind of awkward in weird. a funny way because <laughs> they're is weird it, love it, seats. Yeah, they're love seats in the le- in the. In and the, he was there seats. with someone else, and I was like, why didn't they pick the love seats together? They were in the love seats apart. I, and I was like, I think this it's because so people. I'm in the corner. I'm like. 
guys. I think <laughs> it's you because yourselves? if you haven't been to a theater like that before, yeah, you have no idea. You have no idea that no, there love was, seats. There was a guy when I came in to that theater because it was so busy. There was a guy stationed there, like, oh, let me show you, like, he had, to help people to their seats and like because the be theater like, just you... opened recently, right? Well, it's. I think it's just because it's a busier showtime. Because oh, okay. I've been there like a bunch of times, like at least five times with those seats, and mm-hmm. there's never anyone there to show me because there's like they yeah, don't no care because it's either a movie that like no one's seeing or it's at a showtime where no one's seeing it. Yeah, and this was neither of those. Like this is a film that people were seeing it at a time they were seeing it, and so then he was like, "Oh, do you know how to use the chair?" I'm like, "Yeah, I've been, I've been here. Okay, please, <laughs> please, <laughs> please." I'm not a simpleton. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, so it was really crazy. I was yeah. like, "This theater's packed." I yeah. think it's because. Uh, they had reviewers watch it like what three weeks before the film came out. Yeah, yeah and when then the, they when they found water on Mars. They're like, ah, shit, we gotta get, get everyone in there. <laughs> and then like a week before the film, that's when the reviews started to come out. Like they were very comfortable mm-hmm. with this film. Yeah, and they knew their response they were gonna get, so they put it out early. Uh, but but to wrap up the review, I want to say a uh, great cast too. Yes, like uh, on top of everything else, yes. a really great cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we all say go and see it. Go see it. Let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters. What is coming out new in theaters? Well, we have Pan. What? Yeah, it's just a kitchen pan. <laughs> it's weird. Weird stuff. Movies nowadays. Uh, oh. There's a big stone gap uh, between Pan and this next one. Uh, the Final Girls, uh, and then Victoria, who is not one of the Final Girls apparently. Uh, before we play, guess the ending. Let's give out some thanks, starting with Silent Partner, who did our theme song, Sophomore Makeout. We got that from the YouTube Audio Library, youtube.com slash audio library. Nice. For that and more. Our logo was done by Justin Keyson. Who? At this table. Oh, what? what? What a terrible guy. What do you What do, you do Justin, <laughs> on the I, internet? I do several things on the interwebs. I... Um, I am uh, one of the many writers and editors for agentsofguard.com. I write a weekly write-up on movies that are coming out this week, just like this segment we're going to do. I co-host a podcast for Benview Network called Benview on Spielberg with Matt Benson. Uh, that guy. That guy who's in a bunch of places. And coming soon, I will have a webcomic that I will give more information out mm. on Benview on Spielberg, or you can follow me on Twitter, at Justin Kizan. Um, but yeah, I'll have a web comic I co-wrote and it will be, if you, I'll say this as a little teaser, if you like Spider-Man and or Power Rangers, this might be a book you, a comic you might want to try out. So, all right. There you go. And you were on, um, a TV show. I, yeah. About a month ago. I was I'll, on a cooking show. I'll keep shouting that. I'll keep throwing that like, yeah, That's weird. I was on a cooking show about a month ago. Uh, eat your words it is available on myx.tv the episode is about ramen i think it's episode eight i'll put the i'll put the link yep um and uh tried tried the cooking thing tried being like if you like chopped if you're a fan of it of the of the food network show chopped there's that so it's kind (laughs) of like that um and you see me and my uh, my co-chef uh quincy servicemith to try to make uh fancy ramen and see how well we do <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet so there we go all right uh uh you were just talking about matt benson i do another podcast with him called shut up leonard you do e- not every week <laughs> he and i get together we talk about community yep that's right the tv show that's uh, not on the air anymore sweeping the nation uh, but we we love it too much maybe uh so so go to i concur uh, shut up leonard.com you love it too much to listen to that 
Um, we also do another podcast called Pick Your Path that we write with, uh, it's, it's myself, written by myself, Matt Benson and David King. It's a Choose Your Adventure style enhanced podcast uh, where for the past six months, every month, uh, we've been giving you a brand new episode, a fully original story. The, the, the season has ended, though. Uh, with with uh, the secret of Mulligan Cove, uh, a tale that involves uh, some buried treasure and maybe some pirates. Uh, so go check that out at benvnetwork.com slash PYP. Uh, don't worry, season two will be coming uh, you know, sometime next year, and we'll be giving you some little bonus stuff between now and then. Uh, but please check it out and tell your friends. If Tom was here, he'd tell you about optograb.org, where he writes uh, lots of stuff, and his short stories on Amazon Smashwords. Uh, uh, what's, what's the other one? Mm-hmm. Nook. I think he's on Nook as well. Sure. Uh, but go to optograb.org for more information on that. Jordan. Do you do a podcast with Matt Benson? <laughs> no. I'm one of the few people that don't. Um, yeah, most of the population of America does a podcast with Matt Benson. I'm holding out. You know, I think it's I think it's just a fad, you know, like uh like the internet. It's just, you know, it'll it'll eventually Fun fact, just like the internet, Al Gore invented Matt Benson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, literally. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say too much, but... Uh. <clears throat> it happened. Um, I stream on Twitch on Saturdays. Uh, basically, to describe what Twitch is to someone who doesn't play video games, uh, I talk to myself for about two hours while playing a video game, and, uh, and then I say goodbye. And I go on with my life. That's All basically right. it. And I do that Saturdays, but you can go to twitch.tv backslash Gamer Assault Weekly because as we speak, uh, actually, no, yesterday at 8.30 p.m., uh, Adam, our good friend, friend of the show, yeah, uh, he's streaming Borderlands right now, mm-hmm. or, I mean, yesterday at 8.30. <laughs> yeah, and with some time dilation look issues. At, uh, sometimes when you spend some time on another planet, you get used to their uh, rotation around the sun. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely come by. We have fun. Uh, also, I am the entertainment editor for the Long Beach Union Weekly, which are is a you? weekly magazine out of CSULB. But are you? And sometimes Jordan over there writes for me. I do sometimes when he feels like it. Uh, or he'll write for other people. I'll I think, give, I think I'll he's going to start writing for other people now. I'm thinking about it because uh, you're you're just swamped with content at this uh, point. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm going to write up some stuff. I'll send you some things, and then sure. I think I'll send other people some so things. So go to lbunion.com to, uh, to read all that. Because I reviewed, I don't know if listeners of the show remember, uh, we reviewed Jurassic, Par- uh, Jurassic World, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park 15, or whatever yeah. it is. and uh, Four? Four. Yeah. And um, I reviewed it for the LB Union. Yeah. So it's it's on there. You can listen to or read me liking things, <laughs> which is so, what I do. You're so used to being visual and audio. Yeah, <laughs> that I was just like, no, wait, reading. Words on a paper. Yeah. Weird. Like I said earlier, I, r- I listened to The Martian. Yeah. So. And I had someone draw you a dinosaur and everything. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. That dinosaur was real nice. Is the dinosaur on the website or is it just a text? I'm pretty sure it's on the website. Uh, it better be. <laughs> yeah. That's a sweet uh, So go check that out, lbunion.com, the Union Weekly. Uh, and what... What else is there even besides just go to BenViewNetwork.com and check out all the great shows, uh, including uh, BenView on Spielberg, Shut Up Leonard, Popsicles, Comic Nerd Unite, Star Wars Nerd Unite, uh, all the rest. I think a lot of them are not updating right now. You know, it's an off season. Yeah. You know. You know what we could do uh, right now on another 
podcast network they're actually uh taking turns You're talking and, max fun yeah yeah they're i just they're read about that i was like holy shit that yeah. sounds so cool i just listened to uh, my brother my brother and me oh. with jesse thorne uh dave holmes yeah. and uh Rhea butcher yeah whatever i don't like Rhea. i don't like Rhea butcher or cameron esposito I'm oh sorry. okay i listened but, to like a couple of wham bam pows and i was like i'm not into these it's these a totally are. different kind of thing yeah uh but no they were actually pretty good on the show uh-huh and but well, no, I'm sure. But I, I but I listened to it. And you went, got Jesse Thorne is, there. This is not the same thing. And Dave Holmes is good. Do you know what he does? Uh, he does international, international waters, which I've is never a game show. That. That's yeah. a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. We're just promoting another podcast network right yeah. now. And you slammed another one. Well, I <laughs> I don't like those I don't like those people. Uh, <laughs> let me. Let but me, we should do that. I well, we considered it. Do you recall? Yeah. As part of an April Fool's thing. I think. Yeah, but uh, but I think <laughs> that's different. I think that's different. <laughs> I think that's. Um, someone did do that. It was a uh, popsicles. I think popsicles let the comic nerd unite guys do their show once for April Fools. Nice. Uh, but we we did a different thing for yeah. April Fools. Yep. Uh, we already have an idea for next April Fools. We do. Uh, but also, yeah, I I'd like to do the swappy thing. Now that I figured out the Skype, we had Derek on last week. I'm yeah. trying to get other hosts to come on. I mean, Justin lives here, so he yeah, just, it's like he literally just drives. Un- un- like live underneath your like sink. Yeah. So it's. So you just should clean that. It's because it's because you're compact. <laughs> yeah, I'm a wee man. Yes. When Adam's not on the couch, it's Justin <laughs> yeah. under the sink. Under the under sink. sink. Yeah. Uh, what am I even talking about? <laughs> Go to anybypodcast.com. That's the website. Anybypodcast at gmail.com. That's an email. Uh, I'm on Twitter at podcaster Andrew. I can't remember if Jordan said his. This I'm is his chance. At TrueValk. And Justin said his already, so he already used his. You only don't, get to say your Twitter you once. Don't get another one. I just keys on. Shoot you eyes anyway. Shows over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but now it is time for uh, guess the ending. You'll never guess how it ends. I had to speed up there. At the end. Uh, who? Justin. All right. What? I'm doing. It's what? I'm doing the movie. This is a long show, guys. <laughs> how far are we in? I'm getting tired. I was. I've been awake. It's. It's hitting two hours, but I think uh, that's counting pre-roll. We had pre-roll, and we had a bunch during the break. So it's probably like an hour forty. Good. All right. Well, it's a good. Yeah, good yeah, all right. It's good. And there's probably there's at least like thirty minutes of discussion. So people actually listening, it's going to be like you know a little under an hour. Yeah. And yeah. If you hadn't. Like, if oh, you hadn't wow. seen. There's so much to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's the listener. I use listener voice sometimes now. <laughs> did you did you like go through the internet and record oh, someone hello. while they were listening? That's crazy. <laughs> I'm listening right it's now. It's like you hello. did it. Wow, that's amazing. Go ahead, just all right. So the movie I'm doing, Pan, directed by Joe Wright. Um, so I know if you haven't not seen his movie Hannah, it's awesome. Should definitely see Hannah. Right, oh, I was Hannah's like, good. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like Joe Wright, and I don't remember why. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Thank you. There we go. Okay, so in case you don't know about Pan, <laughs> um, do I have to read? I forgot this part. Sorry. Yeah, you can yeah, read, read the it. read the description read of the all. stars. Totally forgot. Sorry. Read all I'm of get, our parts. I'm too. tired. Okay. <laughs> no, just kidding. Jordan says this. Um, <laughs> all right, so. Pan, starring Levi Miller, Hugh Jackman, Garrett Hudlin, and Rooney Mara, sister to Kate from The Martian. <laughs> See, it all, it's all connected. 12-year-old orphan Peter is spirited away to the magical world of Neverland, where he finds both fun and dangers, and ultimately discovers his destiny to become the hero who will be forever known as Peter Pan. They told you the ending. That's the ending. I mean, this is... <sighs> hold up, it's hold up, hold up. Wait, 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 I can add more to that. Please do. Because... 
don't know if you know this, but Captain Hook becomes a bad guy. Wait a second. What? Hold, Hold up. up. Now, but he's how, not he's not a captain in this. He's James He's James Hook, Hook and eventually he will lose his hand to a crocodile. Yeah, there's a crocodile in the trailer. Can he can he be called like James Hookington? Like I just want this you, to get dumber. I just oh that'd be so good. I mean, have you his heard his first the name is Captain James Hookington? <laughs> what? Have hmm? you have you seen the trailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does like a Heath Ledger impression. Well, no, that's just how Garrett well, Hedlund talks. I've never heard him speak. What? No. He just speaks like that. Now, of course, the big twist, of course, is realizing that Rooney Mar is actually not Tiger Lily, but an act- But then eventually the real Tiger Lily comes up, mm. and she's actually played by a Native American actress. And that's mm. where the movie gets better. Or just someone who's not pale. He didn't talk like that in <laughs> Tron Legacy or Unbroken. That's acting. <laughs> <laughs> or He's, Four Brothers. Oh, you're right. He is in Unbroken. Or Four Brothers. He's not the Unbroken. Or Troy. Though. He was very good in uh, Lewin Davis. He Lewin talked Davis. like that in oh, Lewin Davis. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, how he talk, that's how he talked in Lewin Davis. So that's the movie. <laughs> and if you want to know what happens to Pan... Without seeing Pan, you can watch Disney's Peter Pan. Or, or, or if you want to know what happens after, after, go watch, you watch Hook. Hook. <laughs> you... Or if you want to watch bef- way before any of that, you can watch Finding Neverland mm-hmm. and see where Peter Pan came from creatively. Or you can watch the other live-action Peter I Pan movie. I watch that. Oh, my God, I forgot that existed. You didn't see Never Finding Neverland? You've never Neverland? seen that? No, oh, it's that's good. good. Yeah, it's good. There was, a, there was also a 2000, <laughs> I think 2003 or 2005. I've watched that. That one I liked. I mean, fine. he literally goes through puberty while filming. Yes, it is a little weird. It's super weird. James and also not enough sword fighting for which, my. Which I watched that and I was like, there was like I'm a ready for sword fights. 2004, 2003, Peter Pan movie. Le- Levi, what's his name? His name. The he has guy? a Levi in there. Is that Levi kid as well? What do you mean? Playing. Wait, what are you talking about? The kid, either, either the kid who's playing Peter Pan in that 2004 Peter Pan, his first or last name is Levi. Seriously, because that apparently is the name well, of the kid playing Peter Pan here. Is in Levi. 2003, it was Jeremy Sumter. Sumter. Uh, maybe Levi just, is this, you're just looking at the Maybe this is just getting in my brain. That's fine. It's in Jason my... Isaacs was very good as Captain Hook in that Yes. Oh. I wanted more sword fights, though. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I'm going to have to watch this. sword fights. So, or you can watch this movie, Pan, which will end... With Neverland blowing up. Oh, man, but sword fights. <laughs> and everybody this. dies? And then everybody dies except for Tink. That sucks. Because Tink's a badass. Is Tink in this? I'm assuming. <laughs> I wanted to say that. Like... Can you tell how much I actually literally have no interest in Pan? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to review it next week. Yeah, Are we're you reviewing waiting? it, so you can uh, listen in. Right. I will look forward to, I'm looking forward to that. I like Joe Wright. I just, not everything about this movie. I, I'm good. Oh, man, it's it's one of those unnecessary fairy tale prequels. Yep. It's Andrew, a, yeah. you ready? Yeah. Huh? But you sh- it's probably your turn to tell me what happens. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I I want I want that reveal that you said though to be true, where she's not actually Tiger Lily. Yeah, or it's like some weird mix-up. Yeah. All right. Um, she's a decoy. I'm gonna guess the ending for Big Stone Gap, <laughs> directed by Adriana Trigiani, starring <laughs> Ashley Judd. Trigiani. She's, she's still doing it. Remember we talked about Double Jeopardy earlier. <laughs> Patrick Wilson. He's a good actor. Whoopi Goldberg, my favorite. And she was on and, Star Trek. TNG. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yep. Uh, and Science John, space movie. John Benjamin Hickey? Is this H. John Benjamin? And they're crediting him weird? Am I crazy? Probably not. I feel John like the, Benjamin Hickey. That's... I feel like this is H. John Benjamin, but they're crediting him weird. <laughs> in a small town, Nestle crunched in the Appalachian oh, Mountains so of wild. Virginia. A self-proclaimed spinster, Eva Maria Mulligan, finds her life shaken up and stirred, forever changed after learning a long-buried family secret thing. What's happening? 
No, that's not him. That's not him. Well, I'm going to keep pretending it is, though. Yes, please do. So um, this is uh, uh, this is like a weird um, prequel sequel to Bob's Burgers, where the family from Bob's Burgers uh, they move to a different town, uh, and they get involved with this woman uh, who. So the the long buried family secret is literally buried, 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 buried. buried. Um, Whoopi Goldberg is reprising her role from Ghost as a spirit medium mm. and so another ghost comes to her for real and um she's like holy crap not again and um it's ashley judd's dead husband who's patrick wilson right so that's all going on in the background uh, or i mean the bob's burgers thing is happening in the background of this story because they thought well the, the bob's burgers prequel is not going to work and especially because it's live action no one's going to know what's going on so they they push this ghost kind of sequel forward into it so this 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 that's why it's a big stone gap because they didn't know they're like ah oh, it's kind of a ghost sequel it's kind of a bob's burgers prequel it's kind of an ashley judd is still acting because uh, why and uh, <laughs> and the, and the ending is um, the Bob's Burgers, Mister Burgers, has to go back to wherever they live. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg retires as a spirit medium and says, "Now I'm going to be an astronaut." And <laughs> Ashley Judd says, "Now I can finally stop acting." And and then the director says, "But I, I'm still filming." And then credits roll. You got real meta at the end. Like, that's, like, I mean, that's like that's like a Monty Python ending. <laughs> That's really good. I mean, like, it's daring. <laughs> You're like, now I want to see this. No, I was like, fuck. Two tickets. Uh, I'm extra. <laughs> Jordan? <laughs> are, you, are you ready? You look a little not ready. Uh, I'm doing Victoria, um, <laughs> directed by Sebastian Stripper. <laughs> what? Oh. Starring Leah Costa, Frederick Lau. Franz Rogowski, Burak, Yigit. <laughs> While on holiday in Berlin, a young woman finds her flirtation with a local guy turned potentially deadly as their night out with the, his friends reveals its secret. The four men owe someone a dangerous favor that requires repaying that evening. Now, I read this and said, I don't know what the fuck that means. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to make something up. Okay. After after you do, I finally remembered why this film is important, and I'll tell you after. Victoria, this film. Yeah. Okay. Can you just tell me now? No. Nope. It's <laughs> not going to change my review. Okay. Uh, this film was done all in one shot. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Interesting. That's why, um, that's why I put it. I was like, I remember this for no reason why this is here. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I can make that work. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this is actually, uh, you know, she goes out, she sees this guy in the bar, you know, everything everything seems cool. And then um all of a sudden three more dudes show up. You know? And in another film that might be awesome. And in a different film that might be really bad. But in this one it gets interesting because they work for a secret government organization and the debt they're paying is uh with that organization they kinda went rogue and stole a bunch of money to kind of fuel their clandestine operations. And uh, they kind of have to pull like a big job, you know. But they need a woman on the crew because it's four dudes and they need uh, a woman for one of the, the places they need to get into because they need to uh, 
they need her to go in there and play a certain role. They're going to, you know, take out someone that works there and then put, put her in. And it's like one part of the job where like they need a woman. So they ended up, there's a montage where they, you know, teach her a bunch of different stuff and, and they put her in the field and it ends up kind of being like a heist film. And it's really interesting because it's all in one shot, but, uh, but it, that it must make the montage tricky. It's super tricky <laughs> because it involves just a camera whipping back and forth between different people and they're like doing different things. And it involves like, you know, those, uh, those commercials with old spice where it's actually one shot, but he goes to a bunch of different places. That's how they do it. And, um, <laughs> Uh, by the end, they use the one shot in interesting ways because in this heist, uh, they're in multiple places inside the uh, the building and they actually bring up a system where the camera's got to travel through vents and it travels through multiple rooms. And so we get an idea of not only the layout of this place, but the distance between them and it just it ends up being really cool. And then, you know, they get to the end and uh, she helps them with what they need to do and they kill her because they can't have any witnesses. Damn. And uh, it just sucks. Because <laughs> you're, like, you're rooting for her and then... And then the next like 30 minutes while everyone's running around the camera just stays on her dead body. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And they just drive away. All in one shot. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now we can end the guessing. Yay! Yay. And the show! Oh, that's Aww. ending too? We did it. Well, I mean, if you stay after the, the music, then you'll get our discussion segment. Oh, and it's beefy. Or we, Yeah, it's a big one. We cover a lot of stuff because uh, it's it's a big movie. Because I'm a nerd and I listen to the book and I would, I'd talk about all the differences and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, please. The people, they've heard enough out of us. <laughs> they're either going to see it now or not, and uh, or they're just going to keep listening to us talking about it uh, after the theme music. Uh, so I guess until next time when we review Pan, this has been episode 245 of Nerds Eye View. I'm Andrew. Who's over there? I'm Justin. And I'm Jordan. And remember, listeners, if a suited dude comes in and wants to give you a special booster rocket, say sure, why not? Rent was popular mm. when I was in high school drama, and all of the uh, girls were the sang, same age. They or sang those same age. goddamn songs all the time, all yep. the time to the point where I couldn't stand it. Yep. <laughs> I can't stand Rent now, and I feel a little bad, but <laughs> I can't. I can't even enjoy it a little. I, I, <laughs> Let's start the discussion. Do it. So how many times do you think Mark Warney jerked off before he could have the, <laughs> before all, his energy protein went out the window? Per, in the book, he didn't at all. Okay. Let me ask you. Oh, wow. You, so actually in the book, he straight up said he didn't do it? Yeah. He's like, I need to conserve. I mean, you see at the end of the film how- uh, Malnutrition. Malnutrition is. Oh my like, God. That was insane. He, he runs out of food. Like imagine, yeah. like uh, it doesn't show it in the film, but- after the point where his uh, crops die, yeah. like he ha- he goes into heavy duty rationing mode mm-hmm. and literally does nothing most days except prepare. Like he actually builds himself a schedule. Like uh, because all right, big difference in the film that I noticed uh-huh. straight from the get go is he's a botanist slash engineer mm-hmm. in the book, and it's the reason 
he like you were talking about like oh it's convenient he's a botanist and and he needs to make food for himself mm-hmm. no the reason why he survives is because he's a botanist and engineer. Well, part he of that has I the thought, mechanical know-how. Yeah, in the in a in a movie kind of way, it, it kind of made sense to me that all astronauts would know how well, to do the things he did. Well, see, no, this is the thing: mm-hmm. is uh, they could only send six people because of weight and like everything yeah, else. Yeah. So every person on the crew has two specialties mm. because they needed twelve fields in order to do all their tests. Whoa. So they doubled each astronaut up with a specialty. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's the way it was, and he he just happened to line up mm-hmm. with engineering and botany, which he needed for to yeah. to survive. For right. yeah. So like wow. he gets to the point where he runs out of food, and he does the math with his calories and says, okay. "I'm taking this many in. I need to do this much work. This is how much work, how many hours of work I can do each day and not die." Like right. so, you know. So that's no, why that's, he does. That's, he doesn't do the opposite of what most people do in that situation, which is eat all of the food <laughs> in like the first uh, like two weeks and then just die on the planet. Now, right. I, uh, here's another question that I don't know if the book ever gets into. So he has to take the rover yep. like for months. Like yeah. it's a long journey to yep. get to where he needs to to be picked up. Mm-hmm. How, how's the how's the pooping going? He does, <laughs> in he, that does rover? It, he does it in a bucket. Okay, and he dumps it out when he puts the. Puts the panels out every day to yeah. recharge the battery. Okay, that makes sense. And he okay. sleeps during the day and drives at night. Yeah, because that's how long it takes for it to power up the rover. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it needs like the the whole day to charge up. It's about twelve hours. Yeah, of charge like time. I think they did say in the movie it was like eleven hours or yeah. something. Yep. Uh, okay. 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 So yeah. that's it's not pretty. That's covered. That's, and, the, and that's how the that's how the poop goes. As soon as as soon as the have breaks, mm-hmm. like he can't take showers anymore either. Oh, so he—that's why—that's one of the reasons why he looks so nasty mm. when he puts that final suit on and gets to the other place and takes a shower for the first time. Uh-huh. It's because it's been months since he's bathed or mm. anything. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Well, yeah, they do <laughs> mention uh, when they get him that there's a smell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's let's just crack open this discussion by saying he makes it. Yeah, he survives. <laughs> like, take that weight off of your shoulders. <laughs> it, take, it takes it takes uh, mutiny, uh, international. Uh, uh, discussions, I mean, tre- treason, communication. I want to say just literally treason. Literal. Well, I mean, if they were a government body, yes, treason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. There's 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 some crazy stuff going on. Yeah, and um, and like the work of an entire planet worth of people to bring yeah. them back. Yeah. yeah. It take they have to they have to talk to China. Yeah. yeah. They have to say, hey, you got a rocket? Yeah. <laughs> now okay. Now sadly, the cynic in me when I watched the movie and oh, I went, no. oh, so. I know that China is a big part of Hollywood filmmaking mentality now. Mm. So apparently, there's a big chunk of this movie where China helped us. Is that in the book? 100%. All right. It's actually a bigger deal in the book. Okay. Because in okay. the book, China um, is not communicating with America at all. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a race where America and a bunch of other countries, uh, you know, all working with NASA, are doing these missions to Mars. And China... Um, wants to do it themselves Mm -hmm. they don't want to interact with any of the other nations they're making like these uh like brand new booster rockets that they bring up in the film for a a bit and like all this new technology and they're doing it all secretly Mm -hmm. so no one in the entire world knows what they're doing in fact uh the two people we see in the film are working for a secret government agency Mm -hmm. where like no one knows what they're doing Mm -hmm. and it, it comes up that they're like because they're two scientists you know, those two people, they're like, we can help them mm-hmm. and we have the capability, but it means if we help them, our mission is over. 
Like yeah. everything they have planned is done. So like it ends up it ends up by the end of this film you can see like the two countries are working together. It does in the book kind of do a big thing of like repairing some of because I mean uh we talked about earlier about how this is a parallel universe where NASA has been more funded, mm-hmm. but in this parallel universe, America and China are still not on good terms. Mm-hmm. And it takes They're getting closer this to, the, to the Fallout 3 version of... Sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, but if you don't recall, let me give you a quick history. <laughs> but but it... Uh, no, I'm, China drops is, a nuke. This is not the place. <laughs> this is not the place, Andrew. Uh, I can't believe I'm the one telling you this. Uh, <laughs> But it, it takes this event to bring the countries back together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And bring them working peacefully. Mm. So, yeah, it's a big deal in the book. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good. Not some stupid, we're a staple in China, because then they'll give us more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but luckily, luckily not. No. They did Iron Man yeah. 3 it. They did Iron Man 3 Yeah, it. man, I heard about chi- that. Chinese like, version where there's a whole, whole extra scene. thing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in our American version, we just get a quick little flyby of like, hello, thank you, doctor. <laughs> right. Uh I'd love to see that real version, though. I'd love to see that oh, extra that chi- scene. Oh, that Chinese. I just want to see that extra scene. Yeah. That extra I, scene is. Me too. And there's, there's like a trailer that has like a couple seconds of, the, oh, of some of those shots. That's so weird. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about something that I was scared mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, I was happy because everything turned out okay. <laughs> um, when they revealed that, uh, whatever, Johansson, Kate yes. character, and whatever Sebastian Stan's character's name were, mm-hmm. that, they're, that they're in love. Mm-hmm. That they're making kissy faces at each other. Mm-hmm. I went, oh no, they're gonna kill him. Yep, they're gonna kill Sebastian Stan. I was like, God damn it, they're gonna kill Sebastian Stan. <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad. I'm so, so goddamn mad. So in the book, <laughs> oh no, we don't see any of that. Oh no, there's no the kissy, only kissy faces. the only reason we know that those two characters are romantically involved uh-huh. is because one of the ways that Mark Watney keeps his uh, time busy mm-hmm. is he goes through everybody's stuff. Oh sure, yeah. and he finds the communications between the two oh. people and like little <laughs> love notes and stuff. And he, like, when he gets rescued, he gives them both a knowing look, like, yeah. oh, you two <laughs> but we don't see any of that stuff. So I feel like this is Ridley Scott going, I'm going to add some tension here. Well, and that's, mm-hmm. it's also, I think, a better version than just if we saw Mark Watney find the notes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, have actually seen interactions. Oh, it takes Very him. subtle interactions. It takes him, his snooping completely out. Uh-huh. Like, he actually packs their stuff up and put it away. Right. Well, Aside he pulls it out getting, when he needs, yeah, when he yeah, needs something. But no, he goes, he reads all the shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that right? That makes sense. Like, if I was in that situation, well, what is he gonna do? I will do that. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. You yeah, left like, all your shit. I think, will look through that, and I might die. So yeah. it's not like I'm gonna tell anyone. Yeah. And this, <laughs> this is why I'm, I'm good with it in the movie, though, as is, though, right? Because it's you see him starting to do that, and there's a little snooping, and then the realization of, in a weird way, it's it almost comes up as Mark is ready to just go. You know what? I'm just gonna die. Mm-hmm. So he puts stuff away and well, it's I, the assumption that he's just going to die. I kind of took that scene where he's putting the stuff away as like, I don't need this reminder. Right. I don't, don't want to see it. I don't That's why it's it. going on the bottom yeah. with everything That's else. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, but let me tell you, and then in that crazy final mission sequence when she, when Jessica Chastain is like, uh, Sebastian Stan, go do the dangerous part. And I was like, <laughs> she was like, uh, and Kate Mara was like, don't be here when the bomb goes off. I was like, oh no. No, you were you were no! you were freaking out. Right I'm now. so <laughs> mad, and then um, everything turned out fine, and, yeah. and love is real, and I'm happy. Which is soldier's <laughs> fine, dude. Oh man! And then the little sequence they have a baby. I was like, oh, <laughs> love is real. Yeah. So uh, uh, I'm gonna break your heart again. Uh, we don't find out anything. Wait, about where does the book end? When um, when they get back to Earth. And so we don't see that the next we don't mission. see we don't see the next mission. That was we don't see what happens. Huh. Like nothing. They wow. just 
they they get in and everything's good and then it says you know they made it back to earth so okay wow what do you think of the epilogue then it's great okay you think, I it, think it, it works i think it's necessary because uh it takes so much of because in the book we get a lot more of mark watney's personality mm-hmm. we get a lot more of his thoughts we get a lot more from the character like we just get more of everything like this right. they had to cut so much out of the book mm. in order to make it fit into this medium that like you get less opportunities to get a connection with these characters right you just do it does a good job of still making you connect with them but that last epilogue where it's showing where everyone's at beautiful cherry on top of that mm-hmm. cake like but you don't need it in the book because you're already so invested that him just surviving mm-hmm. and them going back to earth is enough because the the whole China working together with um, uh, the U.S. and like everything, y- you can just tell that good things are going to come from it. You don't need the epilogue. Yeah. But here, because because you don't have all that extra stuff, I think it's perfect. That makes sense. Like for the medium, this is uh, it, it's it's also a way to kind of almost do like a a nice like uh, curtain call. It would, right. Yeah, it was like this crazy classic, like '70s style. Like of, here's where everyone's at. Here's yeah. where they ended up. Well, the um, didn't like. Am I? It, uh, wasn't it like older movies used to always end like with that, where you'd get like a little like a blip of each like mm-hmm. character on the screen, I and you get their stuff. name. I, that was I great. Love that yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, um, happy. Okay, to, to, I'm gonna I'm gonna crib a. I'm gonna take a joke from my friend oh Victor. Boy. Here we go. But there's a, I'm gonna. I think it's a very good joke where okay. he's like imagining like uh, executives are with really Scott. He's like, all right. So just letting you know on one situation. Okay. You're only allowed one Bowie song. Pick wisely. Uh-huh. Life, be careful. You're just getting the one. <laughs> so it's either. <laughs> yeah. Space Odyssey, Starman, or Life on Mars. I can't. No, pick one, Ridley. <laughs> yeah. And my and the reason, and I know like the joke, that's not real, but I feel like you do Space Odyssey, too obvious. Too obvious. Same with Life on Mars. Mm-hmm. Starman is a more upbeat song. Yep. And it's not as on the nose. And it's a great use. And it was used well in, in the montage. And also, but he cracks me too. Where it's like, it's the movie with a lot of 70s music. And I went, Bowie's going to pop up. And he, there he is. Yep. Right at the end. <laughs> right at the end. There's a good, yep. It's a good montage. And I love that montage. It's, oh, it's really well done. Yeah. And it's, it's good. It could, Perfect. you know, perfectly gets the story. Because I don't need to see the stress of, are they going to get the... So, the, the yeah. The rocket, and I was like, no, they're fine. It's showing, it's showing that life is moving on. Yeah. Which the, is what we need to know. This seven months actually worked out fine. Yeah. <laughs> the hardship's now, there coming was, now. Um, I guess I could have mentioned this in review, but there, there was one moment that I thought was a little corny. Mm. I'm going to call it, um, where there's a scene where they're talking about uh, back at NASA, and Jeff, Jeff Daniels is like, is like we only, there's only a, a buffer zone of 60 days. Oh, if... If anything goes wrong, <laughs> then we get right back to Mars and kaboom! Like a thing explodes just for... That's a little on the nose. A little on the yeah. nose. It was yeah. a little bit too much like, if anything goes wrong... The book like, does... Come on. The book handles that. I mean, that's one of the I'm things sure I was going to bring up. the book handles it better. Well, no, it's... In the book, it's a... It's worse? Totally different thing. Oh, okay. Mm. Like in the book, the, the, uh, the airlock does blow off, mm. but it happens after three... I think there's like three chapters... Uh, before it happens, you learn about how the have is created. Hmm. There's like a whole chapter where it's just like, this is how they create the materials. This is their lifespan. This is everything. And the end of that chapter, it goes, and the airlock is only supposed to be used this many times. (laughs) So for three chapters, you know that the airlock's going to break. Yeah. And it's just, you're just waiting for it to happen over three chapters of the book just going like, 
right. And it, it'll even drop a hint like, and the seals, it, like it even drops a hint of like, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Jesus. And then the airlock breaks off. And that is a totally different scene. Mm. In in the movie, he just gets up and is like, oh, shit. And the have is destroyed. In um, in the book, like he has to, his, his helmet is not only cracked, yeah. but the arm on one of his things gets a long cut in it. Jesus. So he actually has to tie the arm off, bring his arm into the suit. Oh so he's one-handed. Wow. Um, the the airlock itself is losing pressure, mm-hmm. so he, he he has to sail off seal off uh, the um, the airlock itself, and he has to take his helmet off because he can't fix it. Good lord! So he's losing pressure. Like he does duct tape it, but it keeps losing pressure. It doesn't it doesn't normalize, and he has to figure out how to move the airlock to the rover, and then Pitch, find yeah. a way to get from the rover to or from the airlock to the rover. And so he literally rolls the airlock oh because it's God. a cylinder <laughs> to the rover over like a two-day period. Oh my God! Because of how much effort it takes and how heavy the airlock is, like it's a wow. way bigger deal in the book. <laughs> All right, because uh, I also uh, <laughs> that's intense. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that was just that'd be too much, too much money, and just too much, you know, just time. Yeah, on the, just that. I, element I also alone. think yeah. I don't know if I just wasn't paying as well attention as I should have, but. The way that when that airlock blew off, I was like, oh, I didn't realize there was an airlock there. Like, I thought... Hmm. Because I, you just got so used to him going in and out. Yeah, it, it seemed to me like there was... Because there's two airlocks. Like, it's it's it was like such a weird there's thing. There's actually three. Oh, okay, see, yeah. I don't know. But is, he, he, the way he puts everything around, mm-hmm. he only uses that one. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, he had been, just, if he'd been using... The other three, uh, the other two airlocks. Yeah, like that just one wouldn't o- have blown up. <laughs> nothing would have happened <laughs> because it just seems so weird. I was like, "Huh, you put like this very delicate garden thing right next to an airlock." Well, and there's this, was like a little. But here's the thing about that, right? It's like it kind of even goes back to the to making the water scene, where it's it's like, yes, he's very smart. Yes, he knows exactly about everything. But the reality is, you're human, and you still you'll create your own yeah. mistakes. And like I, I think, it, yeah, it makes sense. Where it's like. Yeah, like you said, like if he used the other two airlocks in an equal amount of time, he would have been fine. But he's using his brain he, so much for all these other problems. He doesn't yep. think about the fact that the material's not designed for that because they're yeah. only supposed to be there for thirty-one days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that that material's not to be designed because if you think about it, like it's not a hard shell; mm-hmm. it's a canvas technically, and it is depressurizing and repressurizing over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And think about it up to that point: how many times does he go outside? Yeah, like that material is eventually gonna wear down. Just like what's like to do is normal, like day to day, everything, just to keep maintaining everything. Yeah. So yeah, of course, human error in this case is just he didn't think about the airlock, the, the wear, the wear and tear. The wear the, yeah, and even that scene with the plants is different. Like where he does start making water, mm. like he realizes that the oxygen content is gonna be too high. Mm. So he actually goes in and drains most of the oxygen out of the hab. Oh, <laughs> and sets it down low miscalculates and that's how he gets the explosion uh. Uh. but he actually drains he actually seals off that center thing wow. and has to put on his thing before going into it like mm. it's it's a little different yeah. like we just cut straight to the explosion we don't see him working out like oh I need to drain most of the oxygen so there isn't an explosion right mm. uh, yeah and then um, I mean I, this is just me nitpicking uh, <laughs> the whole the whole end thing where so the two the two spaceships or whatever you want to call them are going to pass mm-hmm. in such a way where hopefully Matt Damon will be able to connect and jump, either jump over or be grabbed or something. Um, 
is it just me or was it like they kept doing like other calculations and then they're like like oh we're only gonna be 60 feet apart oh we're only gonna be 30 now and then like once it was all done it was like we're 160 feet apart or 160 kilometers like i was like how did they go from like getting closer to like all of a sudden being like crazy far away were they just bad at math did they not realize because because the like when it comes to thrust out of a jet propulsion Mm -hmm. like out of a jet they they know exactly how much force that's going to be. Yeah. With the explosion of all the oxygen going out, mm. that's a variable. Like because they're making an explosion, that means that that hole where all the oxygen is going to be going through is shaped whichever which way. But I'm even it could be it, the hole could be bigger or smaller. In which case they're going to get more or less propulsion. But also there was the whole thing about um, so Matt Damon took out like everything he didn't need out of that rocket, mm-hmm. and then it still didn't go high enough. Yeah. So well, it's because the tarp came off. Oh, you think that? So was there, that, did they, they say that, or was was that just implied? Implied because okay, the reason right. why the tarp was on there to make it more aerodynamic. Uh-huh. That's but the to, only reason. But once the tarp is off, then like air, air, air is entering, going entering inside, on, inside yeah. that cavity and providing okay. air resistance. By the way, the reveal, like the slow reveal of what he has to do, <laughs> it's like yeah. so. What is he? He's got to get rid of this. So he's gonna launch without that. No, hold on. Yeah. No, it's gonna no get one. worse. That's it's not even get, the worst. That's not even the worst part. Yeah. He's gonna have to get rid of these things. He's gotta get rid of the windows. He's gotta get rid of the nose. And everyone's like, "So you're asking him to rock himself out with just a tarp and a chair?" Yeah. And, and then it goes to him, and he's like, "Apparently, I'm leaving the atmosphere in a convertible." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I just thought, like, I don't know, I don't know how it's handled in the book, but if like that that whole last sequence of them not knowing how much explosion was going to do i think it's just because it, it just felt weird to me because like everything was so precise and then all of a sudden all their numbers were wrong well that's that's just because of the imprecise nature of exploding a hole uh, in their ship like I don't know. it just felt like not... they were so everything was so certain and then all of a sudden it wasn't and i was like oh that's weird like it just felt weird well just just uh. i mean i mean they created a bomb yeah like mm-hmm. this isn't like I mean they get over oh, it really quickly. We're like, gonna they, we're gonna they open right through it. <laughs> we're gonna open a well it's because he wallies himself. Yeah. Uh, we're <laughs> Iron Man. Please. We're not gonna just open a, an airlock and have the air come out. They created a, an explosion. Yeah. Like, yeah. That I mean just think of also like when things explode they don't just explode in nothing like things move. Yeah. So that could have been it too. Like no, just I just feel like the movie didn't explain. You're explaining the variables now, yeah. But I feel like the movie didn't even touch on that even a little. That's because it's a movie. Man. I know, <laughs> I know, because it's a movie. But it just like it's such a weird incongruity. Like if a movie is telling like, everything oh, yeah. else is so specific. Yeah, it's like the the whole point they were like saying, oh yeah, if we do this, if we blow this I up, think, if we do this, I think this, it just, we'll just we'll leads to so the nature close. of how crazy the thing they were doing. And was. that's why that yeah. doesn't that do, that's why I understand what you're saying, Andrew. But for me, the reason that doesn't bother me is in the end, like you, you can make all these calculations, you can make all these things, but the point of matter. No one knows what they're fucking doing by the actual well, situation of it, and that's sure. why it doesn't bother me that much. They're all just pulling it out of their butts. Literally, you know, Watney's like, "I'm going to try this," and everyone's like, "Don't do it." Well, I'm doing it anyway, and that was still a risk. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing. At that point, you're just like, "It's a it's a point. It's the climax. Everything's got to be. Uh, it's it's got to be for the story reasons. It's got to be crazy." And uh, yeah, I mean, like, it, does it really match up to the rest of the, to the to the accuracy of everything else? Not really, but. I, I wanted Mark to get on the fucking ship. <laughs> well, no, of course. I just like, I don't know. It was it was just like such a, like, oh, 160 kilo, kilometers. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm not a smart man, so I just went, sure, numbers. I, well, no, I went, sure, numbers, but also I was like, those numbers different. <laughs> it's just because. <laughs> Mr. Mars, man, you said different numbers. It's because uh, it's because it's ranchacked. It's because I, it's. It, now I get I it. Think, now I think it makes that's more the sense point. to me. But, the, yeah. but I feel like the movie, 
uh, as as smart as it wanted to treat us. Like it could have had a quick little like, oh, the explosion didn't work like we thought. Hmm. Like just a quick little like, oh. Cause, well, I got it. Because like in my mind, like, yeah, you did all the things. You did all the things. <laughs> you should be like next to each other. And you're like even farther? How, how happened? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. This is why I'm not a spaceman. Because... <laughs> I would be the spaceman who would go, wait, I did all the things. This didn't work. Well, can I go home now? And they'd say, no, you're in space. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> I'd say, this is why I didn't want to be here. So I, I want to bring up um, my favorite reference to pop culture in the movie. And it's a very obvious one. It's they're talking. It's, it's, it's They're basically discussing Project Elrond. Oh, sure. And the yeah. oh, it's it took me a minute because I didn't even think about it. And all of a sudden... And it was, they were, they were, the scientists are, Kristen Wiig's PR character is trying to like, oh, I don't get what this means. Why this name? Well, it's just something, I needed something real quick. Why? What's the name? And eventually some guy's like, it's from Lord of the Rings. And then, and then, and then someone else goes, someone else goes, yeah, it's the secret council. Yeah, all, no, every, every single one of them. And then I love it. Whatever and, Jim the, Daniels says, he says, if, if whatever, then I'm this character. I can't remember what he yeah. said, but, what character he said, but I was just like, I love that Jim what Daniels. What makes this moment. It's, it's uh, Hugo Weaving's character. Oh, really? The okay. leader of the what, elves. What makes this moment amazing to me <laughs> he is because well, everyone's a nerd. <laughs> well, not just that. Sean fucking Bean's in the room with Oh, me. sure. <laughs> yeah. And I just think, I actually It's lovely. I, had, I just clapped. Yeah. To myself, because yeah. he I, was actually at Elrod. He was actually at Elrod. I, I actually heard. Uh, what was it like? That was a that was a debate hmm. in the making of, where it's like where um, Ridley saw that and looked at the script and went, "Oh no, we can't do that. We have we have Sean in the movie. That's stupid." <laughs> yeah. And then, but the executive it's produce, on the nose. But then the producer, but like some exec, went, "You have to do that joke because Sean's here." Yeah. Like and that's now it's like my favorite little like meta humor bit of just like yeah you said he was there I didn't even realize <laughs> he that. was literally there that's good stuff <laughs> that is good stuff uh, I mean uh, I'm I think I'm done you think you're done <laughs> um, I just uh, wanted to go over a couple big more differences spoilers. More uh, spoiler talk. like the film like by taking the engineer part off of his thing in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. like it kind of degrades how much of a genius he is because mm. in the book like. There's a lot of times where NASA tells him to do something and he goes, no, I know better. Mm. And I'm going to do this they instead. Kinda, they put that in the movie a little bit. No, but it's it's like the but water they... reclaimer actually breaks mm. at one point and they they try and tell him he doesn't need to do a long trip and he goes, no, I got it. And takes the reclaimer apart and fixes it. Mm-hmm. Like, And he goes so far as to do that. Uh, what else? Anytime NASA, like he makes a big deal in the book of like, they're checking all my math. I know my math is right. They just need to shut up. Like, <laughs> and whenever, uh, whenever, because I, the film, I don't know if it does a good job if you guys got this, but like the way NASA's set up is because they are publicly funded, tax money goes into it. Mm-hmm. Everything they do is publicly broadcasted. Mm. Everything. Yeah, no, I got Every that. transmission, yeah. everything. They oh, are yeah, com- they, they, they touch on that. They're a, they are a complete yeah. open book. But that means that anytime he writes anything, they can't censor it. Right. And it just goes out like he'll write stuff, well, and at the end of the day, they have to publish it. It's well, funny because that's, why, that's they an do, amazing scene. They kind of yeah. censor it. Yeah. No, but they they don't. Mm. In they, the like movie, in the they, in the movie they do. Yeah. yeah. In the book they do not. Like he even has a point yeah. where he's like, uh, he's like one time he ends one of his things with, "Hey, look, boobs," and he does like a little <laughs> ASCII thing that looks like <laughs> boobs just to do it, just to do it. Like that's the kind of character he is. I, yeah. Uh, I wanted to. Uh, uh, I mean, it's not a huge deal, um, but the the throughout the film, it kind of felt like they were talking about how 
like how America feels or how the world feels about like, oh, we got to save the astronaut. We got to bring him home. Mm-hmm. And I didn't it, I feel like the movie didn't actually show me that until the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until the final saving sequence yeah. where we're like, oh, we got the news crews outside of NASA headquarters. We're, we're getting a live feed right now. Hmm. Let's see what's happening. Like it, we didn't even need. I don't even think we needed that much like interspersed. Sure. But just like even a little something just to give us because I, I kind of don't always like it when a movie's like, oh, yeah, sure. This is happening. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Mm. One of the other differences is like he sets out, you know how he sets out to the next mission site, like after everything. Yeah. yeah. He does it much earlier because he uh, the Pathfinder actually ac- accidentally gets destroyed oh. during that scene. Jeez. Like it's not just like so he he does uh, until he gets to the next uh, site, which is thirty two thousand miles away, or thirty two hundred, mm-hmm. um, he has no communication. Mm-hmm. Like it, it shows him talking to people dur- in the movie, but he doesn't have that. Oh. And like in the movie, when he's doing his trip, there's this huge sandstorm that adds a month to his trip yeah, because I he has to go all was, the way around it. That was kind of weirdly convenient that he he get hit by one sandstorm and then never again. Yeah, and then <laughs> Mars the, had great weather. For and the then next the three uh, years. in that sandstorm because he can't see anything, he the rover gets flipped. Oh, and yeah, he has to that. he has to figure out how to flip the rover back over. Oh my god! Um, but again, I, I'm assuming that's a lot of like pacing. Yeah, yeah and it's just, just time, it's time just, wise. Yeah, it's already uh, just a little over two hour film. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the. T- uh, so one of the other, the other scene I brought up, uh, kind of tied back what I said earlier about Martinez, uh, the scene they use Martinez again is he's the first one to basically communicate with, with Mark mm-hmm. yeah. in the crew. And I, what I like, again, going back to the relationship, it makes sense that they used him because he's going to treat it as a joke Yeah, because that's what Mark needs. And mm-hmm. Mark also responds back in a comedic fashion because... Because they already communicated like that earlier in the film. Right. And you need that levity in order to not break down in that situation. Yeah. Especially them. Them specifically. Yeah. Like that, I can, my full feeling about that entire scene is that Martinez is there, is trying to make Mark laugh. Mm-hmm. Even if he can't see Mark laughing. He, it's basically, this is classic chat room. Yeah. He's hoping that Mark is cracking up on his side. And then Mark on his end is going to try to do the same. Because essentially, that, again, humor humanizes people. And that's what's really important about Santa. And it is working. Everyone in that crew is, is cracking up, but it's that, like that kind of sad cracking up. Like, yeah, they're still be, they're still still able to feel. Yeah, um, so without being, uh, what's the word like, without caving under the pressure of it. Yeah, no, exactly. So that's a very good use of uh, of Martinez. Actually, did you anybody here watch the the viral like kind of like the the Aries mission videos that's no. on YouTube? Um, basically, those are really cool. Like what the first one was the was kind of basically. Like, was was Mark walking around with a, with a vlog camera and basically talking to each crew member? And mm. but the other one I liked is, is like this three four minute video of basically post them at a, after a ten day seclusion test and it's like and they're talking to a psychologist. Yep. And one of the things I like about that is that there's this bit where Johansson is actually describing each member of the crew, and the other psychologist like you can talk about your crew. What do you think of each one? It's like well, Mark's everyone's favorite. Martinez thinks he's funny. Um. Uh, Lewis is a badass. <laughs> yep. But actually, one of my favorite bits is also okay. One of the, f- the f- I, I haven't read the book myself, but I knew for a fact this is a line that this is writer Andy Weir's favorite one of his favorite lines, favorite jokes in the book, and he wanted it in the movie so bad. Mm-hmm. So it's not in the movie, but they did film it in this little segment, which is basically they're talking to Watney. He's like, "All right, so what's your what was some of the thoughts you had in your head?" And he's like, "I had one, yeah." 
So Aquaman could talk to fish, right? So how can he talk to a whale? It's a mammal. Oh yeah, no. He's <laughs> he talks about comic books a lot yeah. in the books. <laughs> like he's he's super I'm glad they kind of I can't remember them ever doing that in the movie, so I'm glad that's not cuz I'd feel too much of the author. Like yeah. that feels too authory for yeah. me. Yeah. Andy Weir really really wished I was in the film and they were like, "Ah, we we can't." There's, there's like but that's is this. There's yeah. like, there Matt Damon does say that line. In this little video, so at least yeah. he's got that. But. No, I, I, in the book, you get like all of Mark Watney, and <laughs> and it, it even makes a big deal about him. Like, like it shows him like dealing with uh, um, all the music, all the disco. But yeah. in the book, he's watching everyone's v- movies, watching everyone's TV shows, listening to everybody's music, reading everybody's books, and making comments on what everybody enjoys and what he thinks about it and stuff like that and we get his insight on a lot of different things and i felt like there wasn't enough time in the movie to do right. that it would have been too scattershot that's why they focused in on yeah, the they disco. did like a shorthand yeah, yeah. Where, like, where they oh, just focused on one. somehow character. she's the only one who got music so yeah. no he goes through like i yeah. said he goes through everybody's stuff I, actually like hearing you talk and uh, it's, it's definitely making me decide like i'm gonna read the book for sure and i will say this i was at target <laughs> a couple days ago and I saw the book was there I'm, like, oh, I'm curious so I just picked it up and I was like oh, I'll read a couple of like lines or something I ended up standing with the book for five minutes yeah and I realized like okay so this will happen yeah I don't know when but I will read this book <laughs> and, and let me say a couple of other things real quick like more about the the book than the movie like the reason why we have a movie in the first place mm-hmm. is because this book came out a while ago yeah and scientists and astronauts <laughs> and people in the know read this book and went, yeah, no, this is all right. <laughs> like the math is correct in the book. Mm-hmm. Everything that well, he's... He everything work at that, NASA? Where does he work? I don't think Andy so. Andy Weir, he works somewhere where he knows a lot of this information. He's an engineering. He's an engineer for sure. And Because I, I remember there was something, I think it was NPR, like interviewed him and he was like, yeah, it was, it was crazy because I had my day job and then also I was taking calls from Hollywood. Like <laughs> it was just this insane thing where... He like he has this nerd life, and then also, yeah, I'm making well, a movie on the on the sly. I'm more. I didn't. One of the things I just found about the book recently was I didn't know the book was self published at first. Oh. Yeah, it's one of the big like first books that came out, like this and that and wool and wool. Was wool like, self published? Or it was? Yeah. It started as like an ebook or something. There was something on Amazon. About it. Yeah. it was self published on Amazon. So no, he worked at uh, software companies: AOL, Palm, Mobile Iron, Blizzard. He worked on Warcraft Two. Wow. Wow. So he's nerd. Um, but uh, like that's the reason why we're having a movie Mm -hmm. is because this guy knew his stuff he did all of his research Mm -hmm. astronauts and scientists like said all the math was correct everything technology wise like the suits that they're using are based on real prototype tech that like NASA and other companies are working on like that's why this is a big deal and um, and the book is amazing Uh, but I would actually argue that if people wanted to read this I would say that Instead, listen to it mm. because they get a fantastic uh, voice actor to mm-hmm. do the all the readings. Mm-hmm. Like he does the whole book and he gives a perfect like I listened to this and I went, yeah, Matt Damon could definitely do this because <laughs> the humor comes through in this guy's voice. Yeah. And it's it's perfect. Like I really enjoyed listening to it um, because I've heard some people complain like the the movie came out, like everyone was talking about it. So some people picked up the book and they're just like. Because of the format, whenever you're with Mark Watney, yeah. they're journal entries, right? all of them. Mm-hmm. So they were like, I feel like I'm just listening to someone blogging about like 
like video games, like <laughs> like video blogging, like all the nerd stuff they're doing. Weird. Like this isn't interesting to me. This mm-hmm. is just like I see people doing this on YouTube all the time. So why would I want to read it? So if if you pick up the book like in Target and it doesn't catch you immediately or it feels monotonous, I would say get the audiobook. Okay, because it is it's awesome. Or Walkney, the the ultimate vlogger. Yeah, <laughs> the the first the pirate colonizer of mars <laughs> the blonde pirate Cap- captain blondebeard captain, captain blondebeard. blondebeard pirate and colonizer of mars i'm glad he shaved i just want to say that I'm like nah I, no, that's a little <laughs> that's a little stringy i looked at him and i was like i look like that after a month <laughs> he's been there for like a year or whatever <laughs> what i i thought there would be one last little joke where he'd be shaving and it would stop and he'd have like a weird a weird beard when he has to go <gasps> back. It looked like Aquaman? Like, or it would just be like, he'd get most of it and it would just be like a weird patch. It'd just be like, oh, well. And he would go, he would go, no, I'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> what else is he going to do? The sh- if the razor dies, it's like, well, I can't, I have no power. <laughs> yeah. Whose shit smelt the worst? I was trying to remember that recently. Like the one Johansson. that Mark. Johansson. 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 Wow, really? Yeah, little yeah. tiny Kate Morrow's character? I think that's, <laughs> yep. yeah, that's part of the joke. That's a good, yep. That's a good joke. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, um, the interesting thing is, is like the movie doesn't go into it because it's too sciencey. But like the reason why the crops die, not just because they've frozen over, hmm. but like he makes a big deal about he has a little bit of earth dirt. Oh, and it's got bacteria and stuff from Earth in it. Mm-hmm. So that he mixes fertilizer into it and then takes a little bit of Mars dirt and puts it on top so that way the bacteria can spread. And then slowly just keeps doing that, folding bacteria-filled huh. dirt onto Mars dirt because the whole reason why life can't be staying there is because it's too cold, right? Yeah. It's not, and then the reason why it's too cold is because there's no atmosphere. So how do you transfer the bacteria needed to grow plants into that dirt? If you, if he took like the dirt in the movie, he just does it and he then just, puts it in he there. He just digs up Mars dirt and yeah. puts his poop in it. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. In well, real and life. it's even interesting because I do remember. Um, after that whole thing, and then they come back to NASA, and uh, uh, what's his name? Chiwetel Ejiofor, mm-hmm. whatever his character's name was, he was like, he was like, oh, it froze over, and any bacteria that was there is now dead. And, and I was like, that's an interesting bring, thing. Like, I don't never really, brings that up before. Like, I don't really understand botany, but okay. Yeah, in the book, it's <laughs> like, no, this is how we're going to make the soil bacteria rich. So because he had just enough earth soil that it would. And he, it took him days and days yeah. and days and weeks and weeks. Well, that's to what I was kind of curious about. Yeah. Um, we have not talked at all about the the passing of days in mm-hmm. such a way where i for me like the first like when he goes through the ne- like he reaches day 31 i was like wow that was fast like I, I feel like it took him forever to build that garden but the way that you're saying it like yeah it makes sense that it took him forever because of all these weird steps that we're not being told about yeah, yeah. no in the book everything just imagine everything that we sell in the movie way more complicated yeah because there's also like there's one day there's one jump where it's like day 54 day 382 and i was like holy crap like yeah. that's insane like of course i mean they have to make these jumps because mm-hmm. like it, we know what's going on during this time it's not much yeah it's just a lot of waiting his life like it, the one of the reasons why he can get through it is because he creates a routine mm-hmm. and he yeah. sticks to it and um like uh one of the things that we don't get is Sean Bean's character. Yeah, he's the uh, he's in charge of the Hermes missions, which is why he gets or tries to have final say on a bunch of stuff. Mm. But he's also a psychologist in the book. Mm. And that should he, make sense. And he's the one who's like, no, we need to tell these people because he's the guy who did all the tests, who figured out in in like the scene that you saw online, mm. where like, no, these are the type of people. This is their personality, and like 
this is why the situation is such a miracle. Mm. Because the guy who got stuck on the Mars is the engineer botanist who has the skill set needed to survive and to do everything and to be good at math and like everything he needs skill set wise, but also personality wise, he did the best. Mm. And it's the reason why he doesn't go insane on that planet. Mm. Because right. if you look at anyone else on that crew, they wouldn't have been able to make it skill set wise or personality wise. So also, like, we've we've all already seen the uh, Matt Damon goes insane in space movie. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we yep. did. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that happened. That mm-hmm. that was a, that that happened in that movie. Even the, that gets apparently referenced in there's an app or something shrug for this movie where oh you it's can, like Lifeline. Yeah. What I don't I don't have you never know. played Lifeline. I don't know what you're saying. Lifeline's right <laughs> an amazing app is it? where it's a woman who gets stuck on a moon. Oh, is and that she's the in one? a spacesuit. I to showed talk? it to you. And it's like it sends you a text message. Yeah. She'll say she'll you say show me a lot of games. All right. I showed him a game earlier. Okay. He's a horrible person. Don't listen to him. <laughs> I'll uh, like, the I, one with the cat. I don't There's play games cat. either, so just catch me. Treat me as if I'm Andrew. Okay. Go. So <laughs> in this app, uh uh the way the game works is this person crash lands on this moon. Mm. They're in a spaceship. All of a sudden, it gets pulled out of orbit. They have no idea why they crash land, and their communications get destroyed. So they jerry-rig it together, and the, they can only be on one frequency. Mm-hmm. And the frequency connects them to you. Okay. And they are not someone who has a lot of know-how. They're the only survivor. A bunch of other people died. They don't have the skill set like Mark Watney where they can make a bunch of decisions. So they ask you, hey, should I sleep outside or should I sleep next to the kind of exposed nuclear reactor (laughs) core of the ship? Um, But when I'm near there, I hear weird shit. Mm -hmm. So should I stay over there? Oh, and uh, like it's it's radiating this much energy, this much radiation. Mm -hmm. Am I going to make it? And you have to put the app down and do some research online and find out, huh. can a human survive under this much radiation? And then you tell her what to do, and she says, all right, well, I'm going to go to bed. I'll, I'll hit you when I wake up. And the app will do nothing from that point on. You can't play it anymore. It says, waiting for next communication from this character. Wow. Eight hours later, she sends you a notification, and it shows up on your phone like a text. <laughs> and so everything passes in real time. Yeah. So what did they do for this? Mm-hmm. They huh. made... A game exactly like Lifeline, <laughs> exactly like what I described, where I think you're communicating with Mark Watney or but somebody. You're, but you're NASA. But you're NASA. Uh-huh. Oh, that's crazy. And, you're, <laughs> and they're asking you questions, and real time passes, and you've got to help them figure it out and survive this thing. And it's a choose-your-own-adventure thing mm-hmm. in Lifeline, where you can get a bunch of different endings. Okay. Uh, but apparently, yeah, in that, uh, the Martian app, there's a part where he references his own character from... In a stellar? He, yeah, he's like, he's like, good thing I... I'm not, I can't remember how it's worded, but it's like, he basically says that, you remember that movie with that guy who was in space and he went crazy? <laughs> good thing that's wow. not happening. Yeah. He's yeah. like, good thing that's not me. And it's like, ugh, okay. <laughs> I, I think it. it's great. <laughs> sure. That was my favorite part of Interstellar, so sure. Yep. Well, they made that into a movie, but also he's a good guy now, so yep. sure. <laughs> well, I mean. I'll let it be. I mean, the book came out before Interstellar. Yeah. Uh, another Look, thing I, uh, yeah. I want to bring up that I, I do enjoy about the flick is also a lack of a harsh antagonist or any real villainous antagonist. Yeah, there's character. no bad guy. Yeah, there's I no mean, Jeff guy. Daniels yeah. is the closest, but only because he's he's the such pragmatist. A, yeah, he's, he's, he's the, a, he's, the yeah. he's the no. This is this is the way it has to be. Right. Yeah, there was no like, because um, yeah, they do that in a lot of like dumb movies where for no reason at all there's someone who's like we gotta kill that Martian guy and it's like what? why why, why? 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 Do you, what do you get from that well no here's the thing I'm 
this is probably controversial, I guess, in this room, but I not crazy about the Matt Damon ending in Interstellar. Oh, I don't know if you guys feel. I didn't listen to your ass that episode, yeah. but I I love Matt Damon enough. When I saw him, I was like, I was happy. But hey, mm-hmm. you're in this movie. I didn't know that. And then when he starts turning crazy, mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think that's the point. That's the point for me. I, th- I think, but I think that's the point of choosing Matt Damon for that character. Mm-hmm. Oh no, exactly. Because yeah, aside yeah, yeah. from Elysium, like he's the nice guy. He's yeah. the guy that well, most no. people like. And I understood that. And and that's, and, yeah. the, and the whole point of the, like, no, this is the best scientist. It's like yeah. they make us, they hit it over your head so hard yeah. in Interstellar. Like I, this I, is the best. You of knew us. that that reveal was going to be like cause this is someone, right? Well, that's that's why I liked about that, and I think it's a great call. It's a brilliant good reason why he's in The Martian as well. But yeah. it's, I guess for me, it's like I was enjoying the trip. And the space hope travel in a stellar when I got this ending with the character who became an antagonist for the ending, mm. it lost me. And I that's think that's my- the point. I think I think mm. I think it, the movie did what it was supposed to, but it worked too well on you. Like mm-hmm. it's supposed yeah. to turn you off. Yeah. This is the best and brightest astronaut that I, they send out. I can understand. And he ends up being a bad guy, like mm. it's supposed to hurt you. I can understand that, but it just felt like a cheat to me. Like it didn't feel like that's supposed to be a okay. Hold a on, why are we reviewing Interstellar? I don't know, but the only reason I bring it up is like because this is, this is the, I'm bringing it up because this there is was, how you wanted it. This to be. is what I wanted it to be in, yeah. in the Martian. I, there was no villain. There was nobody turning. There's no fight on Mars with another dude. Can I tell you? For for me, the bigger cheat was when Anne Hathaway wanted to go to the other planet just because she loved that dude. And then we got that ending. That's the that's the other issue I have. With this. Yeah, I have no, several problems with the ending in the Martian, of Martian. When two people are in love, it's subtle, and yeah. then it no, makes you feel good. Basically, like, what I'm trying to this <laughs> is the thing. Interstellar. What I wanted personally from Interstellar was a a science fiction film with hope and some sort of big fantastical ideas mm-hmm. what i got was a movie that mostly gave me that until the third act and maybe ghosts space ghosts see but that like not from coast to coast, coast to coast yeah <laughs> um but what i got from martian was m- closer to what i was hoping for in terms of just a pure science story yeah. with characters just trying to do their jobs and that's my that was that's for me what I got more from the Martian and that's supposed to be Interstellar. Even though I did overall like a good amount of Interstellar. I feel I feel like that's the main difference between like the two stories is right. this is a grounded film about like humanity and striving to be better and right. like hope and Interstellar is about all of this other high-minded, it, like it's also very different from love and you know what I mean. Right, that's trying right. to be about deeper things, where mm-hmm. this is just about let's save this dude who's trapped on a planet. Right. But, but also even uh, uh, to pr- compare it to the other space movie that I enjoyed, uh, Gravity. 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 Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gravity was much more about like a condensed action-y kind of feel. Yes. Where everything matters really quick. Very. It, everything's happening very fast. And then as opposed to The Martian, which is like, this is a long game. Yes. This, this is, is going to be more 500 days before yeah. you even get close. Yeah. Oh, well, initially it's four years. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but yeah, that's I I like that this is the new kind of sci-fi thing where we're going towards because there's long been like, uh, you know, sci-fi, sci-fi, and hard sci-fi, yeah. and this is this is what hard sci-fi is. It's mm. based on real-world stuff. Mm-hmm. There's nothing fantastical. There's no laser weapons or laser swords. And there's no or, aliens. Or it wasn't or like Matt Damon actually found a Martian. Yeah. It wasn't or, like Robinson Crusoe. It's not Robinson Crusoe in space. It's yeah, not. No, <laughs> there's not like future, you know, magic. Yeah. In Metachlorines, you know what I mean. This is this is a story that could happen. Oh, there was no. Um, um, 
how do I say this delicately? Abortion machine? Yeah. What, what was in Prometheus? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I let's for- all let's all remember that uh, for a second. Ridley Scott gave us that thing, that uh, moment, that scene. Okay, sorry guys. Um, <laughs> even like, um, uh, mm. let me let me uh, let's end the discussion with talking about space cowboys for half a second. Okay. Anyone remember Space Cowboys? Clint Eastwood. No. Clint Eastwood. I saw James it. James Garner. I never uh, saw it. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Basically, all the older astronauts have to go back into space. Yeah. What was the plot? For some there is a reason? satellite that oh, they. Oh, <laughs> they were the ones who put, who the, satellite, put the satellite together. So the only ones who, who can fix who it. Who were alive to fix it. Yeah. Whatever. So, but that was was at the time I think was the where closest. they used the in, they used the NSYNC pop song. And it, but, <laughs> but that was the closest to something like this, where it's. Like they're not going; they're going out into space as just astronauts. Yeah, yeah. it's just they're going out, and uh, you know, just regular astronaut stuff happens. Yep. And, mm. and they're not uh, drilling a hole into a comet. Nope, nope, nope. A two, two they holes. are former astronauts who have to go back for a specific satellite reason, yep. <laughs> and then one of them dies on Mars or a that, comet. It would or be. A crater? It would be. Spoiler alert for Space Cowboys. Uh, it was, you haven't seen Space Cowboys. You, you, this should be incentive to go see Space <laughs> Cowboys. Oh Someone Tom, dies Tommy on Lee the Jones moon. Tommy Lee Jones on the moon, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys. <laughs> is not the movie we're reviewing. <laughs> go watch The Martian. Go watch The Martian. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.